So Matt, did you enjoy a little bit of Avatar The Way of Water this holiday season? I very much enjoyed the one and a half times I've seen Avatar, Jacob. (laughs) I forgot that uh, you got to see the first half twice. Yes. (laughs) Well... Listener, if you are also uh, as big of Navi heads as we are, you might want yourself a shirt with Sigourney Weaver and adorable Jonesy on it. And what better place to get that than at superyaki.com. Superyaki is your home for all of the best in pop culture merchandise, be that nope t-shirts, malignant booty shorts, celebrations of Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. They've got pretty much everything someone with taste would want over at Superyaki. Basically, if you listen to this show, you'll find something you'll enjoy over <laughs> at superyaki.com. One day we're going to have to cover Jennifer's body, and on that day it'll be a great day, and we'll wear our Super Yaki Jennifer's Body shirts as we do it. Sure. Oh man, I'm just on their website now and just saw an amazing Streets of Fire shirt I didn't realize they had that I might buy while I'm doing this ad for them. <laughs> Yes, everyone should have that shirt, because that's a great movie. And um, if you would like to pick up any of this merchandise or anything else that they have, uh, you should go on over to superyaki.com. That's Y-A-K-I dot com. And um, put in the code... What's that code again, Matt? I believe it's Super Monster. All caps. One word. That's beautiful. You see, listener, sometimes we pretend like we don't know it just for the ad copy. And sometimes I just can't remember it. And it'll be up to you to figure out which one this one was. <laughs> um, yes, put in Super Monster over at superyaki.com and you'll get 10% off your order. Super Yaki, let's watch more movies. I just think they're neat. Now, the episode you are about to hear was recorded back in October, uh, almost immediately after we had seen Halloween Ends. But, listener, I got married about three days after we recorded and kept meaning to edit this, but instead was enjoying my honeymoon and ever since have just been in a state of wedded bliss. So, you're getting it now. Merry Christmas. This is your Christmas present, the lost episode of Monsters Never Die. (laughs) We're going to be joined by Marcelo Pico, and it's a great listen. I hope you enjoy. Matt, it's great to hear your voice again. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's great to hear your voice too, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... Jacob DeNoble, 
the shapeliest host of <laughs> movie podcasts. So glad you uh, thought that out, especially since we're live on location at Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Um, <laughs> Dr. Wynn let us in last night so we could set up our... Uh, our recording studio. It's going to be a great time. Ignore the chanting down the hallway. And um, Matt, how are you today? How, how are you I'm doing? Not doing great. Uh, but other than that, things are great. I sh- yeah, whatever. I'm dying. It's fine. I'm congested. I sound like garbage. I'm dying to talk about Halloween. Me too. This is a- this episode <laughs> has been a long time coming. Uh, we're we're yep. going to be talking about all of the nights he came home, plus the one night he didn't. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a very special guest. Uh, but before we bring him on, Jacob, how have you been? I've been doing fantastically. I'm celebrating Halloween, doing spooky movies every night. If you haven't seen Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from Hell, no, to In Hell... Yeah. Excuse me? Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. (laughs) Highly recommend. It's a Japanese DIY knockoff of Evil Dead where some guy was just like, I want to do all of the gags from Evil Dead, but on an even lower budget. Jesus. And he does that, but they look great. And it's from the 90s, shot on video, and it's an insane amount of fun and creativity, and it's the perfect ratio of... Creativity to crumminess that you would want from a DIY knockoff. Of Where'd you see this? Uh, it is on Tubi. It's got to be Tubi. What the hell else would that? Be? Yeah, the the streaming service that shows award screeners apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, I've also been watching horror movies every night uh, when I can, and I've been having a lot of fun doing it. And I've been watching a lot of Halloweens, clearing up some blind spots as well. Uh, good times. It's it's been a pretty good spooky season thus far. Yeah, I, um, I I just reached 31 films yesterday. I started a little early because I'm going to be taking the last week off because I'm getting married on Monday. Oh, shit. Um, so I won't be watching horror movies for that and probably a few days around that because I have bigger, better things to do. This is true. But, uh, but... None of that matters now, because now we're just going to take a trip on down to Haddonfield. Yay! And, uh, Matt, who's in the car behind us? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, he's he's wearing a mask. Uh, he's intimidating. I, uh... Oh, no, wait! It's Marcelo Pico! How are you? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I'm not intimidating. I know. Hello, gentle gentlemen. Uh, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy that you are here because uh, you have some very interesting opinions on some of these movies, <laughs> and I wanted them on the record. And uh, we'll okay. see uh, how this goes. And honestly, it's just it's this been is... a while since we've podcasted, so it's it's good to have yeah. you back with the the Monsters Never Die fam. Yeah, because I if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was here maybe last year for for the Jaws episode, maybe. Oh yes, that's okay. hey Matt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, before you before you keep talking to me, I want to say one thing, yes. Matt. Happy birthday! Here we go. <laughs> oh one, my God. two, three. Happy birthday to you. Wow, you do it slowly. But yeah, Matt, you celebrated a birthday yesterday, and uh, today you're braving a cold to be on this recording. So, I mean, 
uh, uh, thank you for being here, Matt. That's what I want to say as a guest. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. This should be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be getting into the ent- all 13, good lord, uh, Halloween movies. It's it's This episode has been, like I said, a long time coming. And we saved it for the quote-unquote last movie to come out. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll okay, sure. The last movie. Uh-huh. Um, I have a hot take. I think it might be. I doubt it. I highly <laughs> I, doubt commercially, it. Commercially, I don't know where you go from here. You, you'll have a movie within five years so they can keep the rights. I, I don't think the rights are up for sale the way that some of the... like This isn't like Hellraiser where it's like they gotta keep doing it. I don't yeah, know. I... I I think, well, I was a guest, and this is uh, already plug section, I'm sorry, it's so early in the show, <laughs> but I was on I was on another Talk Film Society show, um, uh, I guess back when Hall- Halloween Ends came out, uh, Halloween H4O, uh, with Brandon and Zach, and apparently they dropped some trivia that said Blumhouse has lost the rights, and then it went back to uh, Akkad. Oh, then, so the, see, then, he has then the, the sequel will be out next month. <laughs> yeah, Jesus! If it's with the Akkads, then I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You haven't seen the last. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, we'll get into this after I guess we finish with Halloween ends. Total reboot. Where, where this franchise could go. Um, but yeah, thirteen films. You know, before the Blumhouse trilogy, Halloween. Really, well, you know, I, I, Friday the Thirteenth had always kind of held out as the series that had gotten the most entries but now halloween has taken the top spot because friday the 13th sadly has never been able to get a 13th off which is unfortunate but good on michael myers i guess it took him a long time to be sequel crazy but he finally got there yeah i mean he is like the the big uh it makes sense that he would make uh, as many movies as he did because i mean he is the the icon like he, and he started the yeah. slasher craze. That that is very true. And um, what a great place to start. Then let's start with the first Halloween, and our timer starts now. Matt, tell me about Halloween. Tell me about your feelings about the first Halloween. Perfect movie. No notes. Yeah, that, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, what more can you say about uh, Carpenter's uh, masterpiece? I mean. This movie is great, and for, you know, the longest time, this was my favorite John Carpenter movie. Uh, it's not anymore, but that's fine. It's still, like, you know, number three or four or whatever. But it's great. I mean, everyone in it is great. There's what is your current favorite John Carpenter movie? Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's a fun choice. Yeah, it is fun. That's why it's my favorite, because I like fun, Jacob. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, no, this movie rules. Uh, it's very quotable. It's got great performances. I mean, who among us, when they can't find their car keys, doesn't sing "No Keys" like uh, Annie does? I mean, <laughs> I love Annie. Uh, she's so great. She's, she's a peach. I, I love all her. three of the the central trio are just like perfectly cast. Totally, and so fun. Totally, like. <laughs> Totally. The totally thing maybe is a little overdone, that's, but... That's definitely uh, Carpenter trying to make a catchphrase. And you know what? Yeah. Bless him for it, because it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... God, let's just... PJ Souls. She's the best. I love her. I, I would love to meet her someday. Um, uh, but Amazing. We'll get into rankings in a little bit, but for me, Halloween is not only the best Halloween movie... 
I think out of any of the slasher franchises, Halloween is the best singular film out of anything. Yes. Um, I mean, I could see an argument for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, I think it's right up next to it. But other than that, I don't think anything even holds a candle to this. This is perfect level filmmaking which is just working on like the universal subconscious about what we find scary and what we find homey and it's just a perfect film marcella where do you come down on halloween i'm sure where do you come I down mean, on halloween? not not a controversial take this is my favorite of the franchise i guess spoiler <laughs> alert um but yeah it is i i agree with everything y'all said because like it, it, it's it's near top my favorite carpenter. My favorite carpenter, by the way, is the thing, and mm. I might place this number two or three. Prince of Darkness might be number two, but Halloween. Uh, I agree everything with you said, Jacob. Uh, everything uh, that you said because, like, I love Friday the Thirteenth. You know, I dig most of Nightmare on Elm Street series. I I dig like all these other big horror franchises, but this one, first one, not, first one out of the gate, classic. No other franchise, I think, tops this in terms of like, hey, we have a classic out the gate. Let's try to top this. Yeah. So, even hey, even with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm I'm a bigger fan of Part Two. Yeah. And like Friday Thirteenth, I'm a big fan of Part Three over the first two. So, yep. yeah. Uh, again, I could go down the list, but it's with Halloween where I'm like, first one, best one. Yeah. There you go. The only problem with Halloween is its status as a franchise starter because. I don't think Halloween is really a film that you can follow up on. It says everything it sets out to say and does everything it sets out to do in such a perfect package that to sequelize it almost feels wrong. But then they did, and I, you know, enjoy the sequels to varying degrees. But it's when when Michael Myers falls down and disappears and that Halloween music kicks in. It's cool. That's that's the end of the franchise. That's Michael Myers is everywhere. Yeah. He is the boogeyman. He's out to get you. He's pure evil. He's Michael Myers. That's what that's the that's all there is to say about the guy. Yeah, and thinking about it like I would put this on par with like The Shining, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they did 12 sequels of The Shining. <laughs> like that's I mean, we only needed they one. would be interesting. And we got it, and it was great. Yeah, <laughs> we got one. But just imagine if they sequelized The Shining as much as they did Halloween. I mean, yeah, sure, two t- totally different films. Yeah. But just imagine that. I that that's how I feel about Halloween. It's like I, it, for me, yeah, it'll stop at one. But I dig all these other sequels. I dig where they go with this franchise. It's batshit, and it's only because of the movie. Yeah, it's only because the movie is so amazing on its own that, yeah, we can pull 12 other movies. This is a batshit franchise, and I can't wait to get yeah, into yeah. it. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, it's I legitimately mean, this is a This is a Monsters Never Die common refrain, but, you know, we are always talking about wanting to get sequels to elevated horror films today, like... What what if Hereditary spawned twelve sequels the way that Halloween did? Like I, I would put them in, I'd put those two films in equal status. Why are we not on Hereditary five? Yeah, by now, like it makes no Mid-summer sense. Midsummer two, midwinter. Yeah, just keep going, man. <laughs> Cowards, um, all of them. <laughs> but with that, 
It's time for more of the night he came home. And you don't know what death is. <laughs> Which is maybe the worst tagline. Like, <laughs> I get what they're trying to do. They're like, hey, yeah, it's the same night. Isn't that interesting? But it's just like, yeah, it's hey, awesome. you want Halloween? But more? Yes, I do. Which is actually a pretty accurate description of Halloween 2, a film that is literally just Halloween dot dot dot, but more. Yeah. Uh, Halloween 2, Rick Rosenthal. We'll talk about him again later. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, I This is one of my favorite sequels of all time. I adore this movie. I love the setting. Um, I also love this movie because it, it temporarily cures me of my wig blindness, where I, I can't tell if someone's wearing a wig, because Jamie Lee's wig in this is, uh, oh boy, that is, uh, that's a hoot. And holler that they thought they could get away with it. Um, I love everyone in this. Uh, the kills are great. Uh, Loomis is slowly becoming a little more unhinged, and I like that. Um, yeah, this movie rocks, and uh, I fucking love it. I like this movie as a weird B-side to Halloween more than I like this movie as a movie, I think. See, the thing is, whenever I, think- I watch Halloween, I immediately watch this one it's always a double feature like i can't watch them separately interesting see i i I like the experience of the first halloween so much that i i don't think i could do that but i this movie is just structurally very odd there's no real pro i don't think they ever cracked like who we're following and i think part of that was the extensive reshoots that carpenter did over rosenthal's original it's uh but like it's slipping jimmy I mean, we, you have Slippin' Jimmy as a, as, a, as a character who disappears for a lot. Any character that you can look at, they'll disappear for... For a little bit. 45 minutes at a time. Yeah, they're gone for a bit. Laurie shows up and is, like, knocked out of it for most of the movie. Loomis just kind of crashes in on his own, like, parallel story that, like... He's, like, a B-story guy. But it turns out, like, everybody's a B-story guy. Yeah, they're trying to find but, Michael, and then they find Ben Tramer instead. That's the best. I love that, that sequence, scene. Though. Oh boy, that is fun. That's fun. I. It's hilarious. It, what I extra love about it is that, like, because this is the same night, that dude, like, in the future, we get kids who are dressing up like Michael yeah. Myers to, like, you know, trick people. This dude just happened to do mask and coveralls. And yeah, a cop for no reason plows into it's it. It's great. Like, it's great. I, I don't it's think so the cop great. driving knows that he's... He has no <laughs> idea. He's just like, fuck this kid. I don't like him. Um, uh, but before before we go on with this movie, um, I just... I really think it's it's great that it starts off the second the first one ends. That is a very cool More concept. More sequels should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Marcelo, where do you fall on the Halloween 2 train? I, I came around... Oh, I've always liked it. I have always liked it. But I did come around uh, 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 big on it uh, last year because, like, they screened this uh, in a theater around the time uh, Halloween Kills came out. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't pass up seeing Halloween Two in a theater, right?" Yeah. And I dug it so much. And then there, it was around that time too when uh, Scream Factor released the 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 four K yeah uh, that one discs of this too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's holding up to the camera. I, I rewatched it uh, uh, a few times after that too, and I I dig it because it has that vibe of John Carpenter drunk off his ass <laughs> typing away, yep. 
Like, let's see, what, let's see what crazy shit I pump into this mm-hmm. movie now. Uh, you know, co-writing it with Deborah Hill, but still, like, yeah. oh my god, it it has that energy of like, what am I gonna do now? Let's 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 <laughs> let's pump this up. Come yeah. on, come on, come on. There's no so, structure I, to it, it, but it's very. It's, no, <laughs> this is a movie I refuse to watch at any time of night other than one a.m. <laughs> like it just i I think part of that is because it takes place entirely at night you know it's it takes place you know after halloween so again it it has just that 1 a.m energy to it that i think is really fun and it's everybody trying to friday the 13th violence up halloween and the kills are great especially the one that they especially the one they stole from deep red with the uh the boiling in the hot tub Oh, that yeah. shit yes. is awesome. <laughs> That's great. The, also, the hypodermic in the eye. The oh my god, the the hammer in the head for uh, Doofy McDooferson. Oh my god, uh, you don't know how to work the radio. Bam! Uh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I am, um, and I just want to point out Dean Cundy shooting the hell out yes. of this too it, I, yes. I love the look of it oh, the, the movie looks great like, I think that really helps this feel of a piece with the first one even though it has kind of a different energy to it um, the style of it is so perfect and I love, the, I love the opening of this movie which is just like Michael Myers just kind of like wandering through the neighborhood killing people oh, it's at great. random it's great Like, I've always wanted to see a movie that's essentially just that and will later get my wish but in a movie that everyone hates, <laughs> but um, it's 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 a it's an interesting fun movie that I think makes some big mistakes. Like we can't not talk about the sister thing, which I love. Yeah, I I sorry I, I love it. I find it way more interesting when they're related than when they're when it's just some random asshole. I love I love I... the familial bloodlust. And, and this is, we're already disagreeing here, because I'm going to say I do not like that. Yeah, I've never liked bond it. Bond between them. So, yeah. Uh, I, I do like uh, that he's just a random killing machine. I don't. Uh, and, and, uh, and we'll talk about the other movies when they address this, but, yeah, almost every other plot line involving that familiar tie, I'm not a fan of. Because I, I always think about it like, well, I'm not related to Michael Myers. I just don't fuck with the straw, and I should be fine. Exactly. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, that takes away the horror of it, versus the first one where it's like, if you're alive, Michael Myers would like to make you the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, they, people don't know that. <laughs> I, I mean, I... They don't... People don't know that there's a cult telling him to kill everyone <laughs> and, like, preserve it's... his... And, like, destroy his bloodline or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a very odd twist. And what's I think really odd about it is that it doesn't really impact this movie at all. Like Laurie only kind of finds out about it in a dream. Loomis is just like, yeah, Loomis is just like, oh yeah, BT dubs telling other people about it. He's like, BT dubs, don't worry. We, we, we figured this out. And it's like, (laughs) there's no like scene where she has to grapple with it. She's just like, somehow I always knew. Okay, Leia. <laughs> like, um, I, I wish Laurie had more agency here. I do love Slippin' Jimmy, who slips in blood, and depending on which version of the movie you watch, dies. <laughs> yeah, well, regardless, I, I do love that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, Loomis has shot Michael 
about 30 times by this point. A lot. Jamie Lee Curtis manages two eyeball shots. Damn right. Just like thrown on the ground and like, God damn, Jamie, maybe you should have the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that leads us away from Michael Myers for a moment for Halloween 3, Wait. Season of the Witch. Yes. Uh, this movie, uh, I really love that this movie is loved now. Uh, yeah, because the, the up, conversations fully come around on it. Because growing up, this was the bad one. This was the piece of shit. This was, there's no Michael, it sucks. Um, no, it's like probably out of like the Michael Myers movies. Like, this is like top tier. This is, this movie's amazing. I love it. I love Tom. I like that you still call it a Michael Myers movie. Well, you know what I mean? Like a Halloween movie, whatever. Like, ranking against the, all the Michael Myers sequels, this is better than most of them. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's... Tom Atkins fucking owns. Uh, he's great. I don't know if I buy him as a doctor, but I love him. He's fine. Whatever. He's, who cares what kind of doctor he is? But as long as he's hanging out, drinking, and avoiding his family... <laughs> He feels like a doctor of cigarettes. Yeah, avoiding like. <laughs> his wife, Annie, Annie Brackett, just ignoring uh, her. Uh, everything's great. This movie rules. It's got the bad guy from uh, RoboCop. Like the old man from RoboCop is like the villain. Yep. It rules. It's it's interesting. I feel like time It's time and the internet have really helped this movie out a lot. Because I understand why people had felt burned for so many years because if you're at the video store and you are renting Halloween 3 there's not really like that much to tell you about what's what what you're about to see yeah you, you only all you know is that there's trick-or-treaters on the front that's Halloween now everyone who sees Halloween 3 is prepared for what Halloween 3 is yeah. and is ready to meet it on its own terms which is I think a lesson we all could learn about movies a lot more often I think I think a lot of overhated movies are overhated because people are refusing to meet them on their own terms and are instead reacting to how it was advertised or how it fits into the social setting yeah, or a lot of people, how they feel about anything else going on in the world. A lot of people are not smart uh, and they feel that marketing is the movie. And um, yeah, it's a shame that they haven't developed that far yet. But Their um, brains, I mean. I... I love this movie a lot. I, I think sometimes I wonder that I sometimes I feel like that it's gone a little too far the other way in love for it, but I, I do love this movie a lot. I just I have a hard time being scared of an evil corporate villain that's a Halloween novelty store. It's great. <laughs> like, um <laughs> Halloween novelty store having a company town is hilarious. I to just me. I like, just love how mean this movie is. It's very mean spirited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bleak. Oh, it's bleak. I just wish they made some other product in addition to Halloween masks. Yeah, they make I like guess. shitty toys and crap. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I don't know. I'm just not scared of Men in Black working for the dog vomit company. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marcelo, where, where do you fall on Season of the Witch? Are you a witch head? I'm a witch head. I love this movie uh, because it's basically yeah. Uh, I love Tom Atkins, but who doesn't? I, it's. <laughs> But he's basically playing just like a, a like a private eye. Here. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just ch- chasing tail, smoking, drinking, yeah. trying to figure out this case. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so I I did rewatch this a few times this past year, just because I wanted to revisit it and possibly write something about it. 
Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, I have writer's block. But oh, you I, too. I was doing research and <laughs> I know it's it's it, it, it's catching on. Um, but I, I was doing research and, and looking into it. I'm just so fascinated that it feels like this movie was ahead of its time, especially in a scene where Tom Atkins is screaming bloody murder while like Halloween is playing right next to it's great the movie Halloween. It's awesome <laughs> and. <laughs> It's like John. It's like uh, the producer John Carpenter, kind of knew. I don't. I, I forget how much impact he had on the script. I, I have a feeling he had a bit of a hand in it. Mm-hmm. But around this time, they were like, "Oh, just make another hollow. Make another Michael Myers movie." And he's like, "No, no, no. We're gonna do this, this anthology. Don't worry. It's gonna be fine." But it just it it, it it goes into like, "Hey, let's do something different. Let's let's do something that's not so monolithic." run by a corporation. Mm-hmm. It's like he was trying to tell us something in the season of The Witch, right? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody was saying, hey, let's try something different. Otherwise, we'll all wear the same masks and have our brains exploded by worms. I don't know. I, I <laughs> think that I, 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 I'm pulling a lot out of it, but oh God, is I think it's like thema- it's more thematically rich than I think a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, yes. like to give it credit yes, for. Yes, definitely. I like, I like the element of it that it very much feels like a short story. There's a strong yeah. mystery element. There's a strong climax to it. There's not a lot of incident in the movie, but there's a lot of just interesting aspects to it. Um, I think I just want it to be like, I don't know, 65 minutes. I feel like between the factory tour and then all the kids' heads melting at the end, like it's just a real long chunk there of just like silent skulking. And I've just always been someone who finds silent skulking a little boring. But I... Um, I love seeing the kids get their head melted. It's great. And I respect great, great. the balls of this movie when they're doing like their montage of like all the kids coming home to watch <laughs> it. They just shot everything in the same suburbs and then threw different location titles over them to imply that it's nationwide. I never noticed that. I mean, it's like, yeah, this is San Francisco. This is New Orleans. And it's like very clearly the same town just with the camera facing in two different directions. Yeah. Um, and again, another Dean Cundy. Shot movie. Yeah. Mm. Oh god. Another beautiful one. Yeah. He's good. Uh but this movie has such a just a dark, great ending. Do you know who uh was originally tapped to direct this? No. One Mr. Joe Dante. Oh wow. Dropped oh, yes. out just before filming started. Wow. I I could definitely see like this would be howling era Joe Dante. Okay. I could see the howling vibes in this. That'll be fun. And you know, I could also just picture fucking, um, oh, what's his name? The man in every Joe Dante film. The, which one? Dick Miller. There you go. Just, yeah, that is like 10 people. I could just picture Dick Miller working at the uh, Cochrane factory. I, I also love that uh, Cochrane's evil plan is literally just fuck the kids. And his reason behind it is, uh, it'd be funny. It's so great. <laughs> I, I love that about this. Um, do we have any final thoughts on Halloween 3 before we move on to the return of Michael Myers? Um, no. Excellent. Yeah, just just to reiterate, like I, I do love, love that ending, the bleakness of it, mm. him screaming into the yep. phone. Uh, God, that sticks with me. Uh, Stop it! Stop three, it! Stop it! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You Maybe know, my second favorite ending of the franchise, that ending. Oh, so all things considered, Halloween has a lot of really strong endings. I'm just thinking, like, yeah. 
final moments before the credits first movie fantastic this movie fantastic and our next movie halloween 4 return of michael myers another great ending it is pretty good uh let's start off i agree starting off halloween 4 with a thumb to the skull because that's what we use to kill people now uh <laughs> guess what folks last movie flopped so michael's back <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's been 10 years, he's, which is... He's back, it's been 10 years, he's from the Haunted Pumpkin Patch, he's 12 feet tall, it's insane, <laughs> it's an insane movie. Oh wait, that never got made. Uh, Jacob, what happens in Halloween 4 for real? So Halloween 4, I always think of as kind of the meat and potatoes Halloween. This is a Halloween movie that is just like, hey, you want Michael Myers in a slasher movie. I do. We're gonna, we're gonna give you that and no extra bullshit. <laughs> like, every other Halloween sequel is like, what if we tried a little sprinkling of extra bullshit? <laughs> There's like, this one, they're like, we don't have a gimmick. We don't have a, a thing to distinguish this. This is just Halloween 4, Michael Myers is back. Hell yeah. And I respect that. Uh, this time he's chasing after Laurie Strode's daughter, which... Again, yes. this is why I don't like the sister thing, just because it, it hamstrings who your characters are in such a strong way. Like, I you guess can't, you can't escape. Like, you had to come up. You had to come up with like, okay, Laurie Strode had a daughter at like seventeen with Slip and, and Jimmy died with her husband or boyfriend. Just so we can continue this franchise, yes, exactly. Because we've established that Michael Myers only kills family members. Yes. I, unnecessary, I think. It feels unnecessary to me. But um, It's okay to be wrong. Great it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so he's got a great October vibe. Yeah, it's got, uh, it's it's got, got some of the best fall vibes of the entire series. It's got fun characters. You can tell director Dwight H. Little comes more from action than horror, because that's what this leans a little more towards, I think. Yeah! Um, Michael Myers looks fucking terrible, but that's going to be true of... Almost every single. But I mean, for some but at, I mean, at least they ex- kind of explained the shitty mask in this movie because he literally just you see him pull it off a rack. Yeah, um, he takes it just from one- the clearance section, uh, <laughs> and somehow he's still alive, and somehow Loomis is still alive, even though he blew the fuck up in the last one, <laughs> and uh, he's got he's got some scars, you know, on his hands yeah. and face, and. That's fine, but I'm really glad Donald Pleasance is back. Uh, I love him in this movie. Uh, the moment Loomis and Michael see each other for the first time is so good. That 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 zoom, uh, my, my God, it's beautiful. And then we get, like you said, Dwight H. Little coming from action. We get a car exploding. Uh, this movie's nuts. I mean, Michael kills a guy with a shotgun in this movie. By stabbing him through the chest with a shotgun, or stabbing her through the chest with a shotgun. And it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. He kills so many people in this movie. It's so much fun. Uh, I love that. I love I lo- let, I love the hillbilly gang. They're lots of fun. Um, yeah, Loomis launches a lynch mob. Yeah, he does. And uh, I obviously, we, we can't not talk about her. Uh, Daniel Harris. Holy shit. Amazing here. Like... T- yeah, she's a great. Terrific child performance uh, in a horror movie, and uh, yeah, she rules. <laughs> I do have to like. I, I I like this movie because every ten years, the Halloween franchise essentially goes okay. We're gonna reinvent Halloween for this decade. So this is all right. 
Jason's doing his thing. Let's make a Halloween for Jason for the 10 year anniversary. Um, but I do have to wonder, why would you drive Michael Myers anywhere on Halloween 10 years after his last kit? Like, cause he's in a coma. It's fine. He'll be leave fine. Him locked up until June at least. He's <laughs> but he's sleepy. It's fine. He's in a coma. Um, yeah, Mar- Marcelo, where do you come down on this one? This is a this is a fun one, I think. I think it's fun. It's one that exactly. I... It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. The end. No, no, no. I always get four and five confused. The poster I owns do. too. Yeah. I, I get four and five confused so much so that I had to sit down and rewatch both of them today <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> you know, but I I have I have you know uh, I have clear distinction of which one's which now. But I will agree. Yes, this one is solid. I do like it. Force. I mean, I said earlier that I don't like that bond, that that uh, that family bond between Michael Myers and his victims. But when you have a character like Jamie. Played by Daniel Harris, like she's great, she's amazing. Yeah, like I love her in this one in five, and like she is a huge reason why like I'm a fan of this movie because like it, it it makes sense for me. It's like okay, you can't have Jamie Lee Curtis give me a character that's like equally strong as like as somebody to root for, and she does that. So and yeah and yeah, it's I I mean I don't know what else to say. I I dug the fact that revisiting this after Kills, which we'll talk about much later, I forgot totally about that. Lynch mob. It's great. <laughs> it starts in a bar. Yep. Yep. Uh, bartender just goes. He just takes a drink. And he goes. All right. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Let's <laughs> do this. Jump in the truck. <laughs> and, I, and and they took care of business. I I dug that. I, I on a rewatch after watching the David Gordon Green trilogy. I don't know. Like I could. I see parallels. Like I see maybe oh, yeah. uh, Gordon Green and like Danny McBride and other screenwriters like being fans of this movie in particular mm-hmm. and adding, you know, uh, uh, elements of that into the new movies. But oh, yeah. yeah and I, please, they even I took stuff from Five, so it's like, they cherry-picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my, my one real complaint about, like, I think this movie, I, when I think about this movie, I think of sequences. This is a very sequence-heavy movie. You know, it's like the rooftop chase, the car, the, like, the truck chase. Um, Batten down the hatches. Like, <laughs> the, the final... The way Michael Myers is taken out is pretty lame. He just gets shot a bunch of time and falls in a mine or whatever. Hell yes, like, he yep, does. It's it. awesome. And it's so weird to me because, like, Five shows that they also blow him up with dynamite. And they shot that during Four, but just didn't use it. And I'm like, <laughs> the dynamite thing would have made me like the end of this movie. See, the dynamite. Don't currently. The dynamite is what pushed him into the river. So he, <laughs> so he could hang out with the, the, the hobo and his parrot. But show us the explosion. Why can't I see the explosion in this one? The explosion was implied, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. They already had an explosion in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Yeah. Um, They they handed out envelopes at the end of the screening saying, by the way, Jason exploded. Sorry, Michael Myers exploded. I said Jason. (laughs) Michael Michael Myers exploded. Michael Myers exploded on the way back to his home planet. Um, so Matt mentioned one of the unmade Halloween fours, um, which was John Carpenter's, um, he didn't write it, but he was producing the pitch that, um, where the shape is attacking a drive-in theater showing a bunch of slasher movies and he grows to be 12 feet tall based on the like evil of himself and the scare, the fear of the town. 
And I think that's cool. There was also another pitch where Michael Myers, this was written by a, by a like 80s like hair metal guy. And Michael Myers steals a rock and roller's outfit and spends the rest of the movie in a leather jacket and leather pants. And <laughs> I actually, I was thinking about this. I actually really like that. I, w- I wish Michael Myers had gotten away from the coveralls. I, for whatever reason, I can accept him always getting a new, like finding a new mask, but it, it always feels like they're trying to reverse engineer ways for him to get into coveralls. Yeah, he's got to wear his outfit. He's like, like he's like a superhero. He's got to wear the, the uniform. Like you can't can't not. What? Well, see, here's my thought though. Like f- Friday the Thirteenth Part Three gives Jason a new iconic look that managed to stick. Like this is Michael Myers' third appearance. Why couldn't they have changed it up a little bit? Maybe give him a new mask. Maybe give him cool jacket. I don't know. Cool jacket. No. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, nothing is established yet. You know, we no, had you gotta, two Michael Myers from the same night. Here's him ten years later. He could look like anything. Why do they see have to have he knows a, a terrible he, mask and dumb coveralls? He knows what he looks good in. I guess. <laughs> he's a, Priscilla, he's what would you like to see king. Michael Myers wearing? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Now I can't picture him uh, not... well. Like, yeah, leather jacket, tight pants. Come on. I'm picturing, like, a George Michaels vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my 80s Michael Myers uh, uh, look. Uh, somebody do that. <laughs> um, speaking of which, this brings us to the end of the 80s. Uh, yeah. 1989's Halloween 5. Oh, boy. The return, reven- the, the revenge, revenge of Michael Myers. Oh, Who's Michael he getting Myers. revenge on? Who fucking knows? Who knows? He doesn't kill the hillbillies, uh, so... All right, this one, uh, little Jamie has murdered his her mother at the end of four. Uh, now she's a mute for some oh, reason. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, now that's such a good moment it's that great. they should have followed up yeah. on, but didn't. It's, it's such a, a weird movie. Uh, Michael has been living with a man with his parrot for a year, but it's Halloween again, so he's up and he's walking around and he's got a the. A terrible mask. My goodness. Uh, tuck your neck in. It looks terrible. You look you look stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, Loomis is more insane than Michael in this movie. Uh, it's pretty phenomenal, actually, how unhinged uh, Donald Pleasance gets in this fucking movie. It's, it's, it's completely batshit. I like Loomis as a character, but I think I'm a Loomis hater in real life. Like... Part of me is like, I'm kind. I am. My fan theory is that Michael Myers would have grown up to be not fine, but at least relatively well adjusted if his therapist wasn't convinced he was an evil demon from hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, maybe if he had a normal therapist, he would have grown up to be okay. <laughs> Tell that to the man in black. <laughs> God. All right. So, yeah, we have to. I guess we have to talk about the soap opera choices here. It's weird. Cods very much wanted to string people along and be like, oh, let's give you a hook for the next one. And so they have the man in black who's mysterious, and no one really gives a shit about mysteries, especially when it's clear you don't have an answer to what your mystery is. And it's clear they didn't have an answer to the mystery because it turns out to be fucking nothing important we'll see eight years from now um 
this one's this one's an odd one. Um, I think it's just very boring, which is its biggest sin. Um, yeah, I mean, the, feels- the kills are cool, I guess. I mean, I love Michael with farming implements. I think that's fun. Yeah. The farmhouse sequence, I think, is the highlight of the movie, yeah. just because it's the most indebted to Friday the 13th, yeah. which I love. It's wild. Um, I like the teens, personally. I love Tina. I think she's a lot of fun. Yeah, she's um, cool. I miss Rachel. I get sad when she's killed. Um, it's a good choice, but it's sad and a bummer. Um, Jamie scenes, I don't know, just aren't as interesting this time around. I think partially because she went mute, which I think is a weird choice yeah. to do with your lead you know character um i love michael chasing down the kid in a car That's, and like doing oh donuts god yeah, yeah. it's that that it it's constantly fun. comes up that michael <laughs> myers can scene. drive and every time it does i love it because it's like jason doesn't drive no freddie doesn't drive uh. michael myers is the only guy with his license yeah <laughs> i he's great he should, he should drive more often honestly i I don't think he drives at all in the uh, new trilogy, um, and he should. Not a Michael walk. Myers should. Michael Myers should always be not always, but should often be behind the wheel of a car, and it should be a badass car. Marcelo, this. What do you think about this one? <laughs> it's solid. I think just uh, it's for me. It's almost as solid as four, but yeah. But but like like you guys are saying, I don't know. It it makes some missteps. Uh, I mean, like like you guys are saying, Daniel Harris's character, bizarre choices made there with her being mute. Yeah, just a bit. Um, but I, I mean, but I mean, I do like sheer moments of like insanity, like you're saying, Jacob, like Michael Myers driving a car trying to run down these kids. That's amazing. Uh, Loomis at the end of this, basically holding Daniel Harris. He uses her as bait. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I oh and, and and just talking about Pleasance a bit more, I I do feel he was a I I I for, I, I in four I forgot that like in the climax he's just tossed through a door and we don't see him until like the last scene of the movie, yeah. right? Which is bizarre for me, right? But here at least yeah. <laughs> he's in the house with Michael. He's talking to him face to face. Like, come on, Michael. What? Could, yeah. Like that scene is insane. He's beating the shit out of him with like a two by four. Yeah. Michael used to live in a yeah. mansion. Now, uh, <laughs> wild change yeah, for the Myers residence in this movie because now it is. This movie, I think, loses a lot by having the house be so obviously not the house from the earlier ones. He like, lives, yeah. I understand right they couldn't find one, and so they decided to make a house that was distinct, but. It hurts the emotion of the movie, I he think. He lives in the, the Monsters Mansion now. Like, it's it's gigantic. <laughs> it's huge. I also... You know, they should have had Wes Craven direct this just because we should see them booby-trapping the house. There's, yeah. there's a hook. You know, like... there. I don't know. The poster for the movie... I forget what it says exactly, but it's like, Michael Myers is back, and this time they're, they're ready. prepared. But like, this time they're, they're ready. Not. Yeah, this time they're ready. Loomis shows up with tranquilizer. Tra- you're gonna fucking bring tranquilizers to take out Michael Myers? What are you talking? <laughs> He's about? gonna trank him because he needs to go back to prison. But like, he needs to go Loomis to jail. Loomis booby trapping the house and then setting Jamie in there like a piece of cheese. <laughs> it's That's awesome. an ending of the movie that would be like more fun and like evocative. No, he just but, holds her at fucking gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, you're my bait, kid. <laughs> and it's so weird because like. It's clear Loomis has clearly gone off the deep end, but it it's unclear if the movie knows that. 
I feel like yeah, I watch the movie and I'm like, I feel like, like the movie's hero. still telling me Loomis is a good guy. He's no, he's evil. He's the worst in this movie. But that's the thing. I think I I put it on Pleasance more than anything because like I think he's having a ball. Oh, he's having yeah, a, and so I much cannot, fun. He's like, don't worry, don't you know, don't worry, don't worry kid. I got Dominique this. Orthon Gerard, <laughs> director of Halloween Five. Uh, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I, he just goes off the rails. I, I highly recommend listening to the director's commentary on this one. I I did it a long time ago, and I don't remember anything of what he says, but I remember after listening to it being like, he said a lot of really smart things. Maybe I do love this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I watched it again without him and did not feel that. But, you know, I watch it at least once with his commentary because I think he says a lot of really smart things, and I respect him. I have uh, seen apparently two of this guy's movies. I've seen this and The Omen 4. Which is a very oh. direct to TV movie uh, that is that knows what it is and it's goofy and it's fun. <laughs> you know what's goofy and sometimes fun? <laughs> Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. The Halloween sequel I have watched the most. That is insane. The end. The end. I've seen, I've logged this 14 times. That's too many. I love it <laughs> so much. This movie is, I, okay, when I was growing up, this movie was not that great. And, uh, you know, the internet came <laughs> along. And we all heard about this, this fabled different cut that was going to, like, make it weirder and, like, add a cult. And it did. And it was awesome. And they finally released it. And I... I yeah. fucking love this movie. I love how batshit insane it is. I I love I lo- I, I love everything about this. I I even love how bad <laughs> everything. I even you love everything. I even about love <laughs> I even love how bad Paul Stephen Rudd is in it. I, oh, I think he's pretty good. I love that. Uh, oh, he's awful in this movie. It's shocking he got a career. I mean, he's thank God he's doing what I can out. only describe as a scary accent. Oh God, thank God Clueless <laughs> came out, or else we would never have Paul Rudd nowadays. Uh, I love that. I love the Thorn Cult. I love the Man in Black. I love uh, the the fucking asshole Howard Stern knockoff that you know gets gutted. That stuff's fun. I do love all these things. Um, I cringe when the guy does a Beavis and Butthead impression. It's uh, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, I I like how I don't know who the hell knows. Maybe at the end of five, Loomis had a stroke and now he's just like subdued. I I don't know. He's like he's like a kindly old man in this and like not nearly as insane as he was at one point. But uh, no, I I love this movie. I will go to bat to it so much. Uh, it has my favorite mask of all the sequels. Oh, definitely. I this movie's fun. I love it. I I my take is that I think the producer's cut was not a great movie, but was easily fixable with reshoots. I think the producer's cut could have easily made for a great Halloween sequel with just minor changes. All you have to do is at the end of the movie put them in something a little less stupid looking than those robes. And do yeah. literally anything else other than the rune organizing to defeat Michael. Like, but I do. There's no real. There's no real climax to that. Like, there's no exciting moment. No, since he's like, rolling the dice, shuffle, shuffle. But like, that's yeah. that's a but I like, shoots right there. And then you'd have a good I movie. Like, I like the look of this movie. I, I yeah. think I think it it really reminds me of like 
Halloween one and two with, and the way it looks like it has a it has a very very good look to it and just like with four it has amazing autumn vibes that you it's oh it feels yep. like it takes place on Halloween it doesn't look like it was filmed in Pasadena yeah uh, this movie has I think really great a really great aesthetic to it and just so you know it, it was actually shot in Salt Lake City yes um, just a, a classic Utah. <laughs> movie another bonus um, another bonus about the producer's cut it gets rid of that wretched mid-90s heavy metal score that the theatrical oh cut God. had because sorry i don't want to hear guitars go when he kills someone i'm good yeah good so on that. like so like i said like i think the producer's cut could have been fixed with reshoots the reshoots they did to fix it made it ten thousand times worse <laughs> Yeah, like, that theatrical cut. They, I haven't watched the theatrical cut since the producer's cut was readily available. Okay, that explains 14 times logged a lot more to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the theatrical cut. So I watched, I think the first time I saw this, I think I, wa- I watched them back to back. And I think I watched producers then theatrical. And the theatrical cut's ending is so incoherent that when it cuts to In Memory of Donald Pleasance, it feels like an insult. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's and don't they spell his name wrong? Uh, I, I, they do. Yeah. I don't think during the in memory of, but I think somewhere else Oof. in there. Um, that there's, I think they did as good of a job as they could tying up these loose ends that yeah. there were. Um, Win as the man in black, I think, is stupid horror fan nonsense, especially because Win is a different actor now. He's just but, a character in one scene in the in the original. Uh, yeah, and honestly, but I like the actor I think cool. in, in this one. Yeah, I like this and actor. I think he, He's good. I think he would have made a very good central villain as he is in the producer's cut. It's your game um, now, Loomis. <laughs> God, uh, Marcelo, go. <laughs> I've never seen a theatrical cut. Don't. I've only seen the producer's cut. <laughs> uh, you should watch it at I least am. once. It's insane. I, I, I will. I will. But uh, when I first watched this movie, I watched it when uh, Scream Factory released uh, the, the the producer's cut, and I was like, you know what? Never seen it before, ever. So let's just do producer's cut. And then when I did my rewatch last year, I go, oh, I just go producer's cut. And then this past this past year, producers cut. So I've never been in the mood to just sit down and watch the theatrical cut because I've heard so many bad things. But I'll give it a shot because as it stands yeah. now, I I do dig the producers cut. I do dig this movie as it is, uh, yeah. as I've seen it. I mean, um, because I don't know, like it, it just again, I I I dare say, like I can say this now. Like I've been thinking about this for the last few weeks rewatching all of halloween i'm like is this my favorite horror franchise <laughs> because it's always been friday 13th for me same yeah. same 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 that's me like, it swings for the fences it does insane shit um but halloween i'm like you know what halloween also does in sh- insane shit maybe not as much but this is where i'm at right now because this movie for sure it just goes for like <laughs> the f- it, it, yeah and the producers cut those final like 10 minutes of insanity wild dear lord wild i'm like i'm on board yeah. and when and when loomis is pointing a gun to somebody and saying you're insane <laughs> like that is <laughs> the way brilliant <laughs> the way he says you're a madman <laughs> yeah, yeah so good 
<laughs> You're it's back. like what movie am I watching? Oh my god! It's like you just you you just held like a little girl as baits like for the bad for the bad guy in the last yeah. movie. Now you're like pointing a gun at somebody saying he's a nutball. Yeah, that was ten years ago. It's fine. He's <laughs> all better now. Yeah, but I I do have fun with this. That's my point. I I, I do dig the producer cut. I, I'll watch the theatrical cut eventually. But I just ha- like having fun with this cut. I I feel like having this be relatives of the strodes is a weird choice it is like weird. the main like there's no reason to do like michael doesn't and honestly care about i never even strodes. i not, honestly i never even pay attention to that shit yeah i i'm always like i always have to like get out a map and i'm like all right who's related to whom why because <laughs> like the main character's dad i think is like brother to the father of the strodes that adopted jamie lee curtis which is like all right Okay, I don't know why you did this, but sure. It's weird they're living in that house, but, you know, whatever. Marcelo, can I tell you some things about the climax of the theatrical cut? Oh, God. Uh, With the... the, Please, please. So there's... Yeah, there's there's clones. There's... Yeah, there's there's jars of, like, DNA babies. Uh, (laughs) Paul Rudd defeats Michael Myers by injecting him with green goo. We're never never told what the green goo is. No, we're not. And then he just hits him with a pipe a bunch of times. Yeah. And then does this weird, like, smile, the, laugh thing, and then runs away. And then the green goo oozes out of the mask, you see. Okay. I did not know this. <laughs> maybe you yeah, can, maybe I'm you shocked. Watch this. <laughs> maybe I it's, should watch this. Maybe you should I mean, watch it's it. so clear that somebody in, was like, we don't like the supernatural cult stuff. Make this science-based. And they're like, okay. Right, and then they just went fucking nuts with it. Wow. Um, wow. But... Wow is right, Marcelo. Wow is right. Yeah. I personally, I like to watch the producer's cut and theatrical cut back to back. It's just, that's how I like to engage with this movie. Three hours of Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. But uh, it's it's a good one. It's I mean, it's not oh, a good one, but it's, before it's this, there. We're, we're done with this movie. It has one of my favorite uh, visuals uh, in the series. Uh, when it's raining red on that little girl. <laughs> yeah. That is twisted. Oh yeah. So <laughs> uh, one of the weirdest choice changes between the two is in the producer's cut, she starts singing "It's Raining Red," and in the theatrical cut, she's just like saying it, and it makes her just sound like insane. Yeah, no, it's like, much better when she sings it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, also, like uh, I believe they offered that one part to Howard Stern, and he told him yes, to fuck they off. Did. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Which I mean, it would have been awesome if he was in it. Yeah. Um, just a, a quick note: the special effects in this one were uh, done by John Carl Buechler, who yeah. uh, now officially touches Jason, Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and Troll and Ghoulies while he's at it. Yeah. So we've John Carl Buechler, awesome. R.I.P. Love that guy. We've talked a lot about him. That he's fucking rules. <laughs> um, all right, now it's time for H two O, baby. Yeah. And as Friday the Thirteenth fans, we have to celebrate the coming of one Mister Steve Miner. Yep, he's back. Uh, this movie I saw opening weekend. Oh, that's I'm jealous. That had to fucking rule. This that crowd was it. It there was they. Well, man, we were so into it. Everyone was so into it. Uh, just like eating it up left and right. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, it takes place, obviously, 20 years later. Uh, uh, Laurie Strode is now a functioning alcoholic who runs a uh, private school, which, f- good for her. You 
you do things, girl. And uh, her mom is her secretary. It's like, it's cute that way. Uh, LL Cool J is there writing like sex poems. And yeah. uh, I love him in this. Uh, this movie's, I, I love it. I really love it. It's, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup of a horror movie because it gives me the Halloween that I like uh, with that, uh, with that like scream feel to it. That, that late 90s feel. I really dig it. So, the franchise was And it's also so... only like 45 minutes long, which is awesome. It's, it is very short, which <laughs> fucking rules. It, it yeah. does everything it needs to do in its time frame. It's a 20-minute movie. Love it. This movie, I, I love H2O. I think it's the second best of the franchise. And I love that it's the only time, including the first one, that... Halloween movie feels like an event. This is an event picture. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. She's facing off against Michael Myers for the last time. (laughs) And fingers crossed. It's it's wild to me that this comes only two years after part six, when part six took six years to come out after five. Like that the thorn trilogy quote-unquote feels so connected and this feels so separate but you know that these are so close together oh it's weird um it's very strange uh, thank god that jamie lee curtis uh agreed to do this because they were yeah they were moments away from going direct to video for the rest of the series yes a la hellraiser and, and oh thank god they didn't because we I, Oh God, I'm dreading that episode. Uh, I will say the uh, direct the direct video screenplay they had actually sounded pretty interesting. Um, they took some elements from it for this. Um, the writer carried over. Kevin Williamson only ended up doing a little bit of work on it. Um, it took place at an all girls school, and Michael Myers was stalking there. And a la Halloween ends, there's a Michael Myers copycat killing off people. And oh. then Michael kills the copycat. And, but yes. the idea is that the copycat is dressed like Michael Myers. And so during a lot of the stalking scenes, you won't know if you're seeing copycat Michael or real Michael until like something would happen to like give you a hint like he trips or something like that. And mm. I think that's a cool idea. And apparently the, um, the guy in this who's not Josh Hartnett, the other teen boy. Yeah, the, when, the little guy. When he was cast, they were still operating under the idea that there would be a copycat Michael Myers and that he was going to play that role. Which Interesting. Which explains why he looks a little creepy. <laughs> He's a weird little um, dude. He's a little wormy guy. Yeah. But this movie just has that great 90s energy, and I think it's Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance in the franchise. I agree. Um, she really, I think, nails being someone who has trauma but is trying to live through it yeah i love what they do with her character here yeah uh it also has it's hard to pick a favorite moment in the entire series but her screaming michael an axe in her hand nothing tops that in any halloween movie for me personally that is so great yeah this movie has, I think, pound for pound more iconic moments than any movie other than the first one. Because I think of Laurie and Michael in the porthole. Laurie yes. screaming, Michael. Michael! Fucking end of the movie. Michael lowering himself with one hand. Ooh, is just that's like. That's great. 
it's a it's great and it's something that's Ugh. new too like that's not something we would expect him to do it's just no, it's you just, see it and you go fuck that's cool that looks dope yeah it's oh man um yeah h2o i love this marcelo where do you where do you come down on halloween h2o the movie with the worst title in the world <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> Such a great title that the Talk from Society podcast show uh, stole it. Halloween H four O. I okay. I do like this movie not as much as you guys. It seems, but I like so much about it. Um, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I mean, first off, Jamie Lee Curtis in this, I I agree, outstanding, right? Um, really, I love that I they. I love that doing... they start with her scream. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can't I can't imagine what the franchise would be if they didn't do this right here at this point. Yeah. Because like this just seems like a, a, such a great move to bring her back at least for this one. You know, we'll talk about the next one in a bit. <laughs> um <laughs> but what what they do with her character, the story they tell here, it's like I'm very happy they did it. Mm. And it's such a solid slasher. There are, are iconic moments. Um but yeah, but the one th- I think the one thing that holds me back from like really loving it, I think, and and Matt pointed this out as a positive, but I'm I'm more on the like negative side of things of like it does feel too much like a dimension movie, like a, a post screen movie. That's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know that's not entirely the fault of like. Uh, 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 the filmmakers or the cast or whatever. It's just my feeling of it. It's like, do I really want to see Josh Hartnett in this movie? Not really. <laughs> see, I used to feel like that, but now that 20 years have passed since then, I feel so warmly about that era of filmmaking that it yeah. like it scratches that nostalgia bug for me the way that I think it I, doesn't 10 I, years I, out. <laughs> that's fair. I will say that does not happen to me <laughs> because I just saw... The faculty for the first time in Hell like 15 yeah. years last night. It's a good movie. And while I, it is a good movie. While I dug that movie, maybe it's Josh Hartnett, guys. Maybe I don't like Josh Hartnett, but seeing him in the faculty, I'm like, really? I think it's the hair. I don't like the hair. I don't know what it is. He cut his own but hair when for I, 15 years. You didn't know that? <laughs> he, he actually did cut that. his own hair for this movie. Oh God! Poor because guy. he uh, he talks about it in the special features. What He's like, he I hate when teens in movies have good-looking hair because teens in real life don't. So right before they started shooting, I cut my bangs myself so no one could stop me. Oh my and then God! He'd mess up his hair before every shot so he would look like shitty. Jesus! Oh boy! Oh Which, boy! I don't know. I, okay. I kind of love like <laughs> he I didn't mean, he uh, didn't uh, want again. Dawson's Creek hair. Also, Michelle Williams. <laughs> I like her in this. She's fun. She's great. I do. She's got a good scream. (laughs) Yeah, but and then okay, I I bring this up, but then I'm gonna get shit for this sort of same thing in the next movie. But LL Cool J in this, I'm like, really? LL Cool J? I I like him as a little side character, as a security guard. He's good. He's writing a a romance novel. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I you you would think I'd like that, but for some reason, it's like maybe too cutesy. I know, just certain. I'm I'm telling you guys. I wish I was a bigger fan of this, but there are just certain moments and instances where I'm like, eh, I, it, it's keeping me from really loving it. But oh, I love hey, the opening too. Maybe with time, yeah, maybe with time I'll appreciate it more. But for right now, I'm like, eh, like it's like right in the middle of my my rankings. I like I, uh, I, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the beginning. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I did did like seeing. 
Uh, I mean, and also, I, I do really love seeing Janet Lee in this. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's, like, that's uh, great. With the yeah. psycho music yeah. playing? The cameo. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So good. But, and, yeah. and I think this movie handles the metatextual stuff better than any of the others. Like, I, this movie plays on its own iconography in what I think is an interesting way. And I love that Laurie Strode is, like, herself sick of jump scares. Like, at one point, her mom, like, well, not her mom, Janet Lee, like, shows up behind her and she just yells, damn it! And I, I love that. The, like, even in the real world, she's like, fuck, I hate this. Um, it is wonderful but, that they were in the, they, they did this movie together. I, I like yeah. that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, we do, I think we have to talk about the end. I think this is the best. I love the ending. Oh, yeah. Slasher ending ever. Because. Yeah. Perfect ending to the quote unquote Laurie Strode trilogy before they, you know, did another one. Yeah, um, I mean, decapitation is... It's the way to go, man. It Yeah, and having that moment where it tricks you into thinking, oh, God, is she going to try and, like... Is she going to be... F- is she going to have Ugh. a moment with him? And then, no, she cuts his head off with an axe, and then the Halloween theme kicks in. And, and it rolls. start rolling. And, like... Ugh, that's how, so good. How, can you just tell me about the audience in that moment? Because I, I just wish I had been there. Jacob, literal cheering. <laughs> like Amazing. like applause and cheering during that you would have you would have thought that Lori just won the Stanley Cup like it was, it was <laughs> something else I I said this on Twitter not too long ago uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to um, <laughs> but the ending of this is incredible I, I'm in agreement I love it um, and actually I, I don't know this and, and I'm sure you, one of you will What's know up? this but <laughs> The, that ending, like, did they already have Resurrection or did they have a sequel in mind where, like, they're, like, going to write their way out? It's like, oh, by the way, it was just the pyramid. The, because, yeah, the Akkads yeah. made them do that before they would sign off on this edit ending. So they actually oh. did film the Resurrection stuff. But Jamie Lee and the director were like, this is anything beyond this is non-canon to us. Like, we're yeah, doing this gotcha. just because otherwise this movie will not get made. Because I, I, like I said, I mean... For all the gripes I had with this movie, that ending is it owns. Uh, and unfortunately, there's another one after this, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I love this ending. That's all I'll say right now. Yeah, I like this one. And now we are on to Halloween Resurrection. Uh, I know it's Marcelo's favorite Halloween movie. Okay. So take us can away, can Marcelo. I- you talk about this one. Okay, let me start this, because I know Matt has set up a trap here to, <laughs> to get me on record to say publicly that I like... Uh, I almost said Alien Resurrection. It's late, folks. I like <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. I like that. I like Alien Resurrection. I like Halloween Resurrection, okay? But let me be clear here. The first 15 <laughs> minutes are terrible. Yes. The, uh, I, I would say the low point of the entire series for me. It is a betrayal. It's bad, okay? But beyond that, it becomes a pretty good, in my opinion, like haunted house movie with with, with uh, Michael Myers killing people and like it all being uh, uh, streamed live uh, uh, over the internet in the early 2000s. And it, and it talks about reality TV. I don't know. I dig this. I, I, I dig this. I dig it. I kind of agree with you, Marcella. I think if this had been a direct-to-video Halloween, 
and we were kind of operating under that stipulation and Jamie Lee Curtis did not show up at all. I think people would be a lot more warm about this. Uh, it's a reality show decides to shoot a ghost hunter style show in Michael Myers childhood home where they pretend to scare people. And then there's actual Michael Myers there. That's a pretty good concept for a part eight. <laughs> yeah. Makes as much sense and, as taking Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. And, and like that, uh, the thing I said earlier about how I love Friday the 13th because it just does swing for the fences, you know, each movie. I think putting like Tyra Banks in this Busta Rhymes, like this odd casting, I enjoy the odd casting here more than H2O because <laughs> here it's, it's just silly. It's just a silly movie. And I'm totally on board for it. I, 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 I do question you being like, Busta Rhymes, yeah, LL Cool J, no. When I think LL <laughs> Cool J is I one can't. of our greatest, most charismatic <laughs> film actors. But don't I, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but yes, crucify <laughs> me. I think Busta Rhymes here, I like a little bit better than LL Cool J in H2O. I'm sorry. I can see Matt's face. Matt, is, I, Matt just wants to hang up on me. I do like Busta in this movie. I think, I think he's charming. He has a nice smile. <laughs> I, <laughs> Matt Curion. <laughs> I will say, guys, can I can I go fanfic on you for a second? Okay. The solution okay. to J, to Jamie Lee Curtis that they settled on, I think, is insane, because Jamie Lee Curtis had essentially two stipulations: she wanted to die, and she would only shoot on this film for four days and on one set. Which oh boy! So those are the stipulations you have to work with. With those stipulations, you could have easily shot material that threaded her throughout the movie and had her show up in the climax to take out Michael while dying herself. Yeah. Like, why not have Jamie Lee Curtis catch part of the streamed video, because this is being streamed live, being like, oh, fuck, that's Michael, and then show <laughs> up at the end to take out Michael Myers instead of Busta Rhymes. I think if that had happened, people would be like, this movie is pretty good. There would probably be more people saying this movie is underrated. I think it would still probably be rated badly, but I think there would be a <laughs> cult following if they had done that. Yeah, I mean, and, and before Matt gets to say, I will say, <laughs> I, I, I do rate this. I low. have very little to get, say, Marcelo. <laughs> Fair enough. I Don't get me wrong, I do rate this low, but... I don't know. It, 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 like last time I watched it, uh, the, uh, I watched the shiny new 4K Screen Factory Blu-ray that costs way too much money. But it, it, it looks, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt has it now. It looks nice. I haven't watched it. Yet. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> but 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 Matt, let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. How many times have you seen it, and when's the last time you saw it? Last time I saw it was about. Oh, uh, let me see. Let's see. It was like two days ago. Yeah, it was like two days <laughs> no. ago. Okay. And the two last time ago. I saw before that was 2015. Okay, okay. But it, it, it doesn't... It, this rewatch just doesn't change anything. You just hate it. Took me two days to finish it. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I get it, Matt. I. It's just not your thing. You just don't At like all. Any anything about it. Nothing. This is one of the movies... Okay. This is one of the few movies I've seen where n almost nothing works for me. Nothing works for me. Nothing works for me in this movie. I'm consistently bored. I hate all of the characters. It... I think yeah. it's ugly. Uh, 
No. I, 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 I will say, you know, thinking about it more. How the hell like, did the guy part- who directed Halloween 2 direct this? <laughs> what the hell? Apparently there was it a is, lot of dimension uh, Weinstein interference in the production of this one. There is one thing oh. that works for me. And that is when he kills someone with a camera tripod. I think that's cool. Other it's, than that... Uh, uh, that's... Except he should Nothing. have opened up the tripod when it was... Oh, that would have been cool. Yes, and like just body parts flying all over the place because he opened up the camera tripod. Other than that, no. I, I was. What about the scene where Katie Sackhoff's head gets <laughs> knocked off and then it rolls down the stairs and it cuts to the footage of her head camera and you I, see it rolling down the stairs? I don't even remember that. It's, it's a pretty good moment. Um, this they I had to remember it. This movie is interestingly produced. Rick Rosenthal is a weird guy, but he like does a lot of documentary work. <laughs> weird and guy. the all of the actors actually do have live cameras on their heads. So Ooh. in editing, he literally had all of the footage that they are fake shooting as real shoot. Like it kind of weird. combines Blair Witch Project style, which I guarantee the wine scenes were like. Blair Witch Project has made a million dollars. We should put Blair Witch Project into Halloween. <laughs> yep. Because, Matt, I was... So, there's a book out there called Taking Shape and Taking Shape 2. And I Taking have Shape 2, these books. Taking Shape 2 goes through every unmade screenplay for Halloween sequels. And Part 6, which is the first movie that the Weinsteins produced in the Halloween franchise, two scripts heavily feature VR because yep. the Weinsteins are like, oh. no, we need virtual reality in this. This Lawnmower really Man bad. made a ton of money. Let's do that. <laughs> Which, is that even true? I mean, I know Lawnmower no, Man I, I had some sequels. But... I mean, the um, billion dollars. Lawnmower Man not... rules, but I, I don't think it made a lot of money. So I guarantee this was their way of trying to get some Blair Witch energy into this. Um, let's just all be thankful there wasn't a found footage like found footage wasn't yet enough of a thing that this was their way of incorporating it but I honestly wouldn't mind a found footage movie with like a horror icon I they I think they should have just released this movie in the exact format that the uh, online stream is it should have just been sold as like a Sega CD game where you got to pick (laughs) whose footage you're watching and occasionally you get to see Michael only on, th- I, only on 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just to wrap this with a bow, like, uh, and also make us make a suggestion though. Uh, I had a nice double feature watching uh, this and the new movie Deadstream, which mm. I highly recommend. I heard that's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's basically uh, the plot of Halloween Resurrection. Like, this streamer goes to this haunted house in Deadstream. Uh, he's like a YouTube influencer, so he's a piece of shit. And he records <laughs> the whole night, like live, and you see him get terrorized by the demons in this house, and it's neat. It's, it's amazing. But it, it was great to see that movie and then Halloween Resurrection, like back to back, and think like, oh, like horror movies. Do you? I love like when a horror movie like this accidentally runs into like these like sort of themes of like let's witness, mm-hmm. you know, the unthinkable live you know on air 
So I, I love that genre. And um, uh, WNUF, I think they, they, they do that too. And like, yeah. Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, yeah like, with Morton Downey Jr. I was just about yes. to recommend that be <laughs> the third element of your double feature. That ep- yes. I think that's genuinely the scariest episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes, yes. I, I saw that episode in a theater last year uh, at one of Draft House's Terror Tuesdays. Oh, that's and so I cool. Was, and I was like, I had never seen it before, and seeing it there with an audience, oh, so good. But yeah, I love this genre of like, you know, haunted house. Like, let's capture this live on camera. And I don't know, that's that's a reason why I like Resurrection. So that's all I'll say. So speaking of Halloween, uh, jumping on to trends. Next we have Halloween, the remake by Rob Zombie. Robert Zombert. Ro- Robert Zombert. That is his full given name. Mr. The only thing that angers me about this, I mean, that's not true, but one of the things that they should have waited to release this until 2008 so that every 10 years we'd have a Halloween revival. (laughs) We have 1978, we have 1980, like, just 1988, 1998, 2008, and then 2018, but no, 2007, fucking, you, you ruined it, thanks. Um... I like this movie. I, I it, it's it, a lot of people hate on this. I think this movie is pretty good. I think the first half is great, and I like a lot of the Laurie stuff in the second half. Um, I I think this movie is underrated. It's, you're Thank never you. gonna out Carpenter, John Carpenter. So why not out Rob Zombie, John Carpenter? <laughs> um, I you know this movie it. I think one of the problems with this movie, and I think, uh, is that the first family scene of Michael Myers' family is just pitched slightly wrong because it's extremely abrasive and annoying, and you're Quite. just like, Jesus Christ, how annoying is this movie gonna be? Because it's like really try-hard Rob Zombie dialogue in a way that, like, Zombie has a style. But I think he settles into a semi-naturalism as the movie goes on, but that one sequence doesn't. And I think it just gets you off on the wrong foot, because I think a lot of the stuff with child Michael Myers is, like, really interesting and cool, and, like, it doesn't purport to explain anything. He's still killing when the movie starts, and it's a compulsion, but there's not a pat explanation, but instead kind of a demystification and a builder of empathy for Michael. And I think, yeah, if you're doing a ninth Halloween movie, that's an interesting and admirable goal. But Matt, you like uh, you like you like Robert Zombert's Halloween. I, right when I first saw it, I hated it. Hated this movie when it came out. Uh, it was for me. It was such a letdown after The Devil's Rejects, uh, because I love that movie. I think it's one of the best movies of the two thousands. And then he did a remake, and I was upset that he was doing a remake. I was like, I want more original shit from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then over the years, like. I have really fallen in love with this movie. I mean, yeah, it's very uneven with the two halves. I mean, you have a, a, a great opening half, and then you have the original movie remade at like in fast forward mode. And that's fine. But he does he's got some really great terrifying sequences in this. I mean, I I love the way Tyler Maine plays Michael as an yeah, adult. Yeah, he's great. He is overpowering. He is, like, incredibly strong and just, like, brutal. Brutal as hell. Uh, I love the sequence towards the end where he is stabbing the ceiling with a 2 by 4  
Yeah. I think that is oh, yeah. so intense. Uh, I love the cast in this. I, I love Brad Dorif as Sheriff Brackett. I think he's great here. We'll talk about it a little bit. I think he's even better in the next one. Um, I, th- I think it's really cool that he brought Daniel Harris to be in this and play Annie. I thought that was a really nice choice. Uh, I, I like Scout Taylor Compton in this movie. Um, this movie has my favorite Malcolm McDowell performance. He's I, so good in this. I, I mean, he hasn't done a ton of great movies. And, you know, like he does a lot of like, he's done a lot of garbage. Let's let's be real, but I mean, for me, it's it's this, it's time after time, and Clockwork Orange. That's like that's the three great all timer McDowell performances, and he knocks it out of the park every time. I mean, I love his Loomis. I I love him yeah. in this movie. I think he's so good, especially when he's younger, hip, cool Loomis. I, just just trying to be one of the kids and I gotta teach you things and uh, no I yeah. really I, I like the cast here a lot and honestly everyone okay we all know Rob Zombie is one of our foremost wife guys <laughs> <laughs> I think Sherry Moon is legitimately good in this movie yeah like, definitely like, like next level like this and Lords of Salem I don't think she's ever topped that and it it helps that she has such powerful like things to do in these. I mean, Jesus Christ, her watching home movies and just and you hear a gunshot—that's brutal. Like yeah. the look on it's oh my god, the look on her face is just heartbreaking. I yeah, I love this movie. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's I I honestly prefer this Loomis to Donald Pleasant's Loomis. I I don't care how much people are going to hate that. Um, yeah. I, High five through the computer. <laughs> yeah. In the director's cut especially, he genuinely does seem to be trying to help Michael. Yes. And as it goes on, just realizes that he can't. And yeah. I think seeing that is a very interesting take because one thing we've never seen in the entire franchise is Michael actually at the sanitarium. Yeah. You know, one of the surprising things, you know, all these movies... They've never gone back to show. How did Michael break out that first time? Yeah, you know it's it it's played with some mystery in the first one, and it's. I will say the director's cut. I approve. I prefer much. in everything except for Michael's breakout. I think the rape scene is horrible and doesn't belong in the movie and also doesn't fit character wise either because it, it kind of fits in old school uh, the sanitariums though i i mean i guess but like i don't know for me it it just feels transgressive for the sake of being transgressive and it kind of ruins the emotional arc because i think we should go from michael myers sympathy to horror and have to confront those feelings that this child who we've been following and had sympathy for is now no longer that. But then having the first people he kills be rapists in the act kind of turns him into a heroic killer, which then muddies that transition. I think it undoes some of the shock that I think we should be feeling there. Yeah, I would Um, remove that part and then... But Danny Trejo being like, I was good to you, Mikey. I think that works better for that because you're like, yeah, Michael Myers isn't killing people who are doing wrong. He's not even killing yeah. people who wrong. He's just him. killing. He's just killing because that's who he is now. 
and honestly, I really I I like Danny Trejo in this. Yeah, he's I good. think this is. I realized I was. I tweeted about this the other night. I was like, he's underrated. Like he's a good actor. Yeah, I think he doesn't get think, credit. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks uh, too. Marcelo, so I think I saw you tweet earlier that uh, you're, you prefer oh, resurrection God. to both zombie movies. So <laughs> like, come on in. Let's let's bring oh, you in. Here on, we uh, go. The, the the trap has been set. Uh, <laughs> it's like Halloween five. Yeah. <laughs> We're Let me ready. Explain myself. <laughs> Let me explain myself. Okay. Now I had a revelation rewatching uh, the zombie movies. Uh, I'll talk more about two when we get to two. But for this one in particular, I'm I'm with Matt because initially when I saw this, I hated it. Okay. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> Couldn't stand it. Right. Despised. Uh, despised it. But on a rewatch. I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad. Uh, I I'm not I, I'm not gonna say I hate it. I do appreciate a lot of what it's doing, and and uh, hearing you guys talk about the director's cuts and the scenes they added in, I'm like, huh? I need to watch the theatrical cut because I've only seen the director's cut. So maybe yeah. the theatrical cut will will work better for me. Who knows? But I don't know. It. A lot of the things you guys were saying, I was like, eh, eh. I I do like Malcolm McDowell in this. Don't get me wrong, and in two as well. But Pleasant is always my Loomis, and also as 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 much as I like seeing you know Myers as a kid, you know there you know uh, uh, growing up in that sanatorium, I'm like still I'm like, do we really need this? I don't know. I uh, the, the 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 steps it takes to. I guess expand on Michael's backstory. I'm like, I don't think I need this as a lover of this franchise, but that's just me though. Again, I, I appreciate all I appreciate all the moves it makes, but I'm just not completely there with it, you know? So Marcel, I would agree with you wholeheartedly if this had just been a prequel to the original like movie or took place in those things. But I think as a remake, I appreciate that it's like Let's explore some different facets that we yeah. shouldn't have done back then. Yeah, I not like that, that it tries to do its own thing. But yeah, it's it's not only we didn't do this, but that we absolutely actually shouldn't have because demystifying Michael goes against the very ethos of what we're trying to do. But this time, you know, fuck it, we're remaking it. Yeah, why not? I, yeah, how I mean, else yeah. do you remake Halloween and make it val- valuable? I, I don't know an yeah. answer to that. I mean, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. This this definitely falls into that like, oh, I love this franchise because it takes swings and it goes, yeah, uh, uh, places you don't expect it to be. I like that this is not just a standard slasher, and yep. I do like that we again like I may have problems with it, but I do appreciate that we do have that like that whole first half, the beginning of him uh, mm-hmm. of seeing a young Michael Myers, and I do I do agree. Uh, you know, Sherry Zombie, uh, she's excellent in this. I think she really um, is. <laughs> But then, but then by the end, I'm like, ah, like it just doesn't hit with me. It, but I will say again, I'll restate. I hated it initially on a rewatch. I'm more like, okay, there are things I do like. I still kind of hate some things, but overall, I'm like, I wouldn't mind watching this again. So there's that. I will say, a child yelling "boogeyman" in 2007 is very funny to me. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing children are concerned about. Um, I do love the moment where it's like, was that the boogeyman? 
As a matter of fact, I do believe it was. And then Tyler Mayne bursts through the window and grabs Lars. That's yeah, that's so good. That's good. So good. <laughs> I like so that there's good. no explanation of how Michael got so yoked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my my last thing about this is that I just love the Strodes. I love Laurie's parents. And yeah. I think Rob well, Zombie does. Well, I, I mean, come on, I, it's Dee Wallace. How do you not love her? I think my I think Zombie does an amazing job and an underrated job at selling just like really nice human people and yeah. i don't think that that's something that he gets credit for much because i don't think it's something he does much but no i love the normal people in this one um but speaking of a movie with very few normal people let's go on to halloween too <laughs> all right uh so i'm just gonna repeat myself uh when i first saw this i fucking hated it <laughs> and then it grew on me because i i was like there's gotta be something i'm missing here I love this movie. I adore yeah, it. It's I, interesting. It's it's weird. It's it's zombie going Twin Peaks bullshit insanity mode. Uh, he totally went rogue with this movie, and I love him for it. This movie, this movie does a lot with PTSD and grief, and that really hits home. It's really powerful. Uh, I mean, yes, I get it. It's a joke to cast Margot Kidder as the psychiatrist. <laughs> it was a it was a gag casting, but she's pretty good. Uh, no, I love this movie. Uh, I love Scout Taylor Comp- uh, Compton's movie. I think she's fantastic. Uh, Their performance is great. Daniel Harris is phenomenal in this. Um, I know with the last movie, I said it was my favorite Malcolm McDowell performance. This is my favorite Brad Dourif performance. Uh, I love him in this movie. He has so much range just in this one role where he can play the goofy dad. But when he finds Annie, holy shit, I break down watching that sequence. Like, it's 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 harrowing. Uh, this movie, I love it. Everyone else hates it for the most part. That's fine. Uh, I... I don't think that's true anymore, Matt. I think this has experienced the same cultural reevaluation that Halloween 3 has. I hope it. I mean, for Octavia Spencer's uh, sake, I hope it. (laughs) (laughs) She's great in this, by the way, for her, like, two minutes of screen time. Uh, Yeah. I I I find real quick, I also love how this movie starts with the the bait and switch where you think, oh, it's Halloween 2. It's going to take place in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, nope. <laughs> nope, this is just a stress dream that Lori is having. <laughs> I, um, I I think this movie is more interesting than the first one. I find it a little less watchable than the first one. Um, it's just... It's rough. It, it's a rough watch. It's, it's rough to look it's at. It's sprawling. It's... But I, I, think it's, I think it's really good looking. His yeah. choice to shoot, shoot this in 16 was uh, kind of inspired. Actually. Yeah, I think this movie is at its least successful when it's trying to be a straight slasher, but it's ambitious and weird enough that I give it a ton of credit yeah, it's anyway. Weird as hell, and it's really zombie off the leash, and that's great. And it has weird yeah. Al Yankovic in it. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, at least in the director's cut, he uh, yeah. he got cut out of the theatrical. I mean, but you can't buy the theatrical, so who gives a shit? Yeah, I um I know. Whatever. I love this movie. It's great in my mind. Uh, it's my favorite Rob Zombie movie, and I love his movies overall. So, 
Someone else talk about how much they love or hate this movie. <laughs> Marcelo, how do you uh, rank it against the original, the, uh, not the original, but the uh, first zombie? Uh, I like it more than the first zombie. I'll say that. And oh, I went through good. the same thing. <laughs> I, I, went, I went through the same thing as, as the last one, actually. I hated Halloween 2, Zombies Halloween 2. On a rewatch, I'm like, okay, again, I'm repeating myself, but like, okay, I get it. I respect what he's trying to do here. Yet, I don't know, it doesn't hold me. Uh, it doesn't like thrill me, kiss me, you know, touch me, Batman. It doesn't do that to me. <laughs> By the very end, which I'm like, okay, fine. Zorab uh, Zombie, do your crazy, you know, white horse shit. Do your dream shit. You know, unhinged. Love you for it. Un- unhinged. unhinged. But I, I don't know. But I, I just couldn't cross that bridge with him. Again, I admire what what he does. I like that he just went off. Like I, I love hate that like Michael Myers by the end doesn't look like Michael Myers. I love it. A guy, guy with a big beard. Love it. Which is like it's off putting. But I'm like, okay, sure, do this, Rob Zombie, do it. I love yeah, that. Um, I could see myself, you know, re- reevaluating it down the line, seeing it again, you know, liking it a bit more. But right now, like, hey, it's a win. I went from hating it to just saying, yeah, it's good. You know, yeah, I, I, it, it's. I can say now for sure that I like every single Halloween movie to yeah, some degree. It's, right? It's, I don't hate any of them. It's Firewalk with Michael. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be that I hated the two zombie movies, but now like I'm like I'm like okay, yeah, I see everybody, and yeah, it has gotten this resurgence. It's it's gotten popular. Uh, it's it's been reevaluated for the better, and I'm like good, fine, have it. I may not love it as much as you guys do, but I I'm there for you. I support you without you know. I see you. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. Creating space uh, for you. I do just want to say that. Uh, the whole sequence at the Halloween party is one of my favorite things. That party looks like a blast and a half. I, <laughs> I, I would actually go to that insane barnyard party, uh, mostly because this movie also gave me one of my favorite spooky season soundtracks, uh, thanks mm. to the band, uh, Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures, where they do They're a so whole, bunch of, whole bunch of rockabilly uh, Halloween-themed music and... Uh, yeah, they rock. Uh, they're, you can find their album basically anywhere. And uh, they just put out an, uh, a new song for the first time since 2009. And that's pretty awesome. They did a cover of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is a creepy-ass song. So uh, it's pretty cool coming out of this band. Uh, check them out if you can, and I'm sure Jacob will play a song or two or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, um, speaking of which, it is time to move on over to 2018. So we had a pretty sizable gap. The Halloween franchise felt pretty yeah. dead until David Gordon Green and Mr. Oh. Pineapple Express. Mr. Pineapple Express and John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis all decided to come back and make Halloween, which... Uh, I know I said Halloween H2O 20 years later is the worst title, but Halloween is also an extremely bad title. Why didn't they just call it H4O? It's the third film in the series called Halloween, and that's confusing. Yeah, it's upsetting. Um, um, Halloween Returns. Just call it that. God sakes. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Here's Jamie. It's October again. Um, I love this movie. I think it's really, really good. Uh, I've said this before, but it has become one of my go-to um, just throw it on if I can't pick a movie to watch. And I, I give that as a compliment uh, to movies. Uh, according to Letterboxd, I've logged this um, 
11 times. So I've, I've seen this a lot. I, almost as wow. many times as Halloween 6. Yeah, and almost as many <laughs> times as Halloween 2. Um, but no, I love this movie. I think it's really good. I mean, sure, I prefer what they do with Laurie's character in, say, H2O. Yep. But um, I, I like this movie. I love... I love the little kid cutting his gross ass toenails. I think that's funny. That's 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 a funny bit. Um, I I just dig it. I dig it a lot. I dig uh, I dig all the characters in this. Uh, Judy Greer's great in her Christmas sweater. I think she's a lot of fun. Uh, but Toby Huss is the best part of this movie <laughs> by far, and uh, that's that's the hill I will die on. I mean, but then again, he's usually the best part of anything he's in. So. He got peat and butter on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then you I'm... have kids, and then you clean his guns, and that <laughs> He's so good. The thing I like most about this is the very kind of Friday the 13th ethos of, like, really doing a great job setting up interesting just characters who were essentially fodder. Like, I yeah. I think everybody is very human and very funny, and that's very important to me. And the scene where Michael Myers is just walking around Haddonfield, stalking right. people and killing people, I think is maybe my favorite sequence brutal. in the franchise, not in Halloween or Halloween H2O. I don't love the narrative choices this makes on the whole. I think the Jamie Lee Curtis stuff, like, like you said, it's just worse H2O. And I think it's hard because, like... Once H2O does it so well, you can't do the exact same thing, so they had to zag, but having her entire life defined by Michael is just not as interesting. And I think one of the real big missteps, I think, is having Michael be caught at the end of the first movie. Like, that's a weird change to make when you're saying everything in the first movie happened, nothing in the sequels happened. Also, Michael Myers has been locked up for 40 years, so he's killed... Four oh, people, yeah, and like so that kid in the beginning is totally right. Where he's like, you know, the grand scheme of things, some guy killing four people with a knife is not that big of a deal. Yeah, and like I don't know why they wouldn't just have Michael have been escaped. He's been wandering the country for yeah. forty years, and now he just happens to be back in Haddonfield because yeah. he's like aimless. He's like Godzilla. He's just kind of wandering yeah. around, <laughs> and like. I don't know, I feel like that would bring the boogeyman specter back to him in a way that he kind of loses. And I know that was something they're interested in because they remove the sibling relationship, which I love, love that choice. But it to remove it and have him return to Haddonfield at the exact same time makes him just seem smaller than I think he should yeah. be. And Also, I, the podcasters, I think, are just boring and i hate them and they're not interesting and and yeah but at least their deaths are fucking brutal i mean they have cool deaths yeah. but I, I i love that michael gives her like a treat he's like here's a present i got you these teeth <laughs> he's Check a kid at heart yeah, i'm like, i'm oh, a hater of when slasher movies set up people who are annoying in order to kill them like no i should like all of the characters that you oh play. hell no i want to i want to see annoying motherfuckers get killed I, th- this is one place where matt and i do severely <laughs> diverge but yeah no i want to I, I want friday the 13th part two where i like everybody you know wheelchair guy who gets the hatchet in the face we love him I and we're sad him. when he dies and i want that conflict and i even like i even i i kind of i I didn't like him at first, but I love Dr. Fumis. 
He's great. <laughs> he is interesting in this. Fake I, Loomis I, I, is I like so that. weird. <laughs> I just, you know, the climax of this, I think having this set up a trilogy is just like, H2O did it in 80 minutes. This movie's going to take three three movies? That's just too much. The yep. mo- like, I don't get an exciting climax then. Also, I like Will Patton in this. Will Patton's great. I love him in all three of these. I think he only should have been in this because how the hell did you survive being stabbed so many times and then being run over twice? (laughs) Marcel, where do you come down on the uh, first of the new trilogy? I do really like this movie. And I do, I'll just say it just to, you know, sort of kick off this section for me on my end. I do love the David Gordon Green trilogy, uh, the Evil Dice Tonight trilogy as a whole. Love lives today. (laughs) <laughs> after seeing ends uh which we'll talk about later i do want to go back and rewatch uh this one because yeah like, like, like jacob like you're saying like i really didn't like buy laurie in this and like the, the the narrative choices that the film makes with her but i don't know that after seeing ends like i want to come back to this and sort of reevaluate that whether I don't know. I, it, it, it makes this may sit with me more after seeing ends, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I think as a, as a trilogy for me, it works. I uh, love her no, but, in ends. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. But oh boy, I'll say this too. <laughs> all those qualms I had about H two O, like they're gone here because I think if this is just a better made movie. You know, sure, it's like longer and like it doesn't tell a complete story really because it's 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 like teasing you with like more. But I don't know. It's it's just so efficiently made. I think it looks great. I think that the 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 dialogue is like sharp. The score is great. The score is great. Uh, Carpenter score. Uh, I, I mean, the script. I mean, co-written by Dan McBride. Amazing. Uh, you can tell, like with that kid who all all of us do is dance. I love. Right? Like, I love, love the kids in this movie. The babysitting <laughs> yeah. kids are so good. Yeah, so there's a lot to love about this, um, but but yeah, uh, I'll I'll say my piece about the other two in a bit. But yeah, I, I really dig this one, and I do want to rewatch it. You know, well, soon. I think by by October's end, I'll probably rewatch this again. Well, it's time because evil dies tonight, my friends. <laughs> yes, oh my god, evil dies tonight! <laughs> I so Halloween kills. Um, I, I'm gonna come out and say it. I fucking love this movie. I, it's one of my favorite Halloween sequels because it's. All vibes and all just stalking the town and all just setting up interesting characters and then killing them off. And I did love this movie. Yeah, Matt, you took a real turn on it. So no, maybe next boy. year you'll turn back, you know? No. No. How do you <laughs> Come know? On. I'll probably be skipping it. Matt, I'm just saying your your four star review of it on Letterboxd from when you first saw it is so loving that yeah, I know. Like, maybe you were just in a bad mood. It happens to us all. Maybe I don't know, but this time I watched it. I was just bored and annoyed. It got you know, got on my nerves so much. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's not resurrection bad, but I don't really like this movie anymore. I I I mean I, I'll say this, Matt. I'll make you this deal. Next, it's got some great kills. Yeah, I mean it's it's in the title. There are many kills, there but. Be. Next October, Matt, if you promise to watch Halloween Kills, I'll rewatch the zombie movies and we'll see where we are. Because, like, I don't know, like, I'm betting by this time next year, I'll probably say, oh, I love the zombie Halloween movies. But I'm going to jump in and say, yeah, I also love Kills. Yeah. I I, I just think it's boring. I I mean, listen, I understand all the criticism. I get it. And I will say after... Like, the main character character in this movie is Michael. Yeah, 
And That's silent, awesome. silent protagonist only works in video games. I don't think it works in a movie at all. Like, I just don't give a shit. I like a middle movie being about a bunch of unprepared dipshits. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, I, I like this movie because it takes all of the good ideas from the sequels and then just like crams them together where it's like, all right, we'll throw a little bit of hospital from Halloween 2. We'll get the hillbillies from part four. We'll just kind of mash it up everything. Um, it's also, I think, a move, the first movie that since the first one that takes the idea of Michael being evil as something beyond just killing people like evil isn't just murder evil takes a lot of forms and (laughs) it one of the forms evil takes is like righteousness and belief in that what you're doing is right and I think this movie is very much it's kind of the last Jedi of uh, Halloween movies in that it's a it's like myth breaking Laurie is like no, I have to be the one to get up and kill Michael. And she like tries to leave the hospital, but it's like, no, you actually have to lay and heal. You can't just, it's breaking down kind of the quote unquote, like movie shortcuts that we're trained to see where it's like, oh yeah, people who are getting vengeance have super strength or superpower because they're the protagonists. And in this movie, protagonists aren't safe or right. And okay. I will say what I do love about this movie. And it's something that everyone hates. <laughs> what is it? What is it? The flashbacks. Oh, the flashbacks oh, I, are I, awesome. I have I seen those. so many people hate the flashbacks, and I don't get it. Uh, it's it's terrific. I love I love those that trio of cops. I I love I love that, that makeup job on the guy playing Loomis is yeah astounding. Yeah, so and many honestly, people thought it was CG. <laughs> so did I. Uh, and that that his voice is even like really good. Like I would, I would watch an entire movie of just like flashbacks. That would be fun. Like I love that flashback stuff. I think that's really cool. I just I love that so many characters in this think that they are the. It's like you say, Matt. Michael Myers is the main character of this movie, and everybody else thinks that they're the main character of this movie, and they think that they have the protections being the main character would afford them, but they don't. So it's like. The hillbillies, you know, they think that they are like, they all, everybody thinks they're the final girl, but they're <laughs> all just people. And I, I don't know, I think that's really cool. And I also love that, just like in the real world, guns just make everything worse. Every character who has a gun just like makes their own situation like 10 times worse. Uh, that, that girl shooting herself in the face is so funny. Yeah, like that's all, like that's, that's great. And that immediately follows like an old lady with a gun who like blows out all of the windows and allows Michael to get in and get them. Yeah. Moron. Um, I just, this movie has a lot of, I think grace notes that aren't just humor and horror. And I think that's very rare in the genre. I think, I don't know. I I think this movie's interesting. It has, it has uh, one moment of fan service that makes me groan and my eyes almost fell out of my head from rolling so hard. Uh, it's what it's when Brackett says everyone's entitled to one good scare. I'm like, oh no, I, I hate that. Too. I'm like, please stop, stop it. <laughs> Why are you even in this movie? Stop. I, I mean, I like that Brackett's in it. I I, I don't know the having the Revenge uh. Squad be all the people who knew Michael all those years ago. I think that's cool. That's a cool concept. <sighs> Give me uh, a movie I, about the woman with the iron. That's what I want. I want that <laughs> because she's my favorite. I love her. See, I've come around on this movie. Okay, right, you great. love it now. You do. You work okay, your magic. I, I, I'll say this. This ended up on my top ten. 
And I am going to watch it again before Halloween is up. I've decided now because I love kills. Okay. Um, And it is very much to me. I think it's very obvious. It's like trying to say something politically. It's like, yes, we get it. Evil dies tonight. Make America great again. But I think it's I I, I do think it's that simple. But also, I think it's what we deserve (laughs) as a society. A very mean slasher movie. That basically takes down these assholes and lays it bare by the end. It's like even watching it like and, and also I put so much into it like politically when it comes to like watching this through a pandemic, even. It's like I got that where it's like I think David Gordon Green locked into something uh, when he wrote this. And having it be having having it be released during quarantine where a subplot is like Laurie is like, I'm going to go out there and, and face down Michael. And then Judy Greer's character makes the mistake of leaving the hospital <laughs> and going somewhere where she shouldn't and dying. Watching that in 2021 uh, hit me harder than I expected it to. So, yeah, yeah I, I put a lot into this, into my own. I put a lot of my own personal baggage into this movie. And that's why I love it so much. Because, I don't know, it's, it was unexpected. Yeah. It was just this mean blockbuster horror movie that I really wanted last year. I almost didn't go see it because I was so cool on 2018. I was like, everybody's hating this, eh, whatever. And then I went and I was like, no, I, I love this is exactly. Oh, you I'm both doing. you both saw this theatrically. Yep. Yes. Oh, okay, I did not. And I don't know. Like I said, I think having Michael Myers be evil in a way that infects the town is a good concept, and yeah, one that they oddly downsize in Halloween ends? Well, see, okay, here's the thing, and this is why I say I wanted to re-examine 2018 after seeing ends, because I do see 2018, like, if it just ended there, I think it would have been fine for me. But of course they had to do two more. But the thing that I appreciate now thinking about 2018 is how it became, or how that story was about Lori and how she thought, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm the center of this. It's me, me, me. But then in Kills, like, no, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this goes beyond this one person. And then with ends, we'll talk about it here in a bit. But yeah, I think this trilogy is smart in that it goes beyond just Lori's character and breaking that you know, sibling bond between her and and Michael Myers, I think was smart. And I think it played well by the end, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about here. here Well, we are actually at Halloween ends now. So let's, let's, let's jump on in. Yay. (laughs) This is a movie that I was not looking forward to at all. Uh, That I just had no interest in it, really. I don't know what was wrong. It was just that last trailer they put out kind of soured me on everything like i was like oh, what the hell what is this just i i'll just watch it whenever um i like it <laughs> i like yeah, it good this movie is pretty good it 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 swings for the fences i mean not as hard as zombie did but it swings for the fences not as hard as season of the witch did but it swings <laughs> and sometimes it connects and sometimes it doesn't and I don't know. It's got some cool kills. It has some really gruesome ones, actually. That that tongue on the the turntable oh, is uh, that's such a good moment. Is really cool because you could even hear it over the radio. That's a cool yeah. kill. Um, no, but I like this movie. I love. I, I think this is uh, one of Carpenter's best scores that he's ever done. Uh, that synthwave bullshit that he throws in like halfway through the movie is uh, right up my alley. Uh, I like it. I like Curtis here. I think she's really good. I think this is one of her best performances as Laurie. I 
Yeah, I like it. I I dig this movie. It has some cool. We're kills. all pro Corey here, right? He's fine. Oh, <laughs> Matt. I love Corey. Nice. Matt, Matt See, is posting no, 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 some no. trash I'm, on on Corey. <laughs> I am I am pro Corey as a character. I just don't know why everyone thinks he's so hot. Like, oh. like he looks so unkempt. I mean, in the first scene, in yeah. the first scene, oh yeah, you dude, you're hot. He's just like, a sweet little boy. He's just he's just yeah. like he's just like hot guy with glasses. Like, yeah, okay, sure, Corey, the the worst babysitter ever, and also <laughs> fuck that kid. That kid deserved deserved to die. That kid's a little sack of shit. All right, <laughs> screw him. I clapped when uh, when he. Uh, went splat i hate that little shit uh there was a lady in my theater who burst out laughing like (laughs) uncontrollably that was me (laughs) i was the only lady no uh once he's all like unkempt and like gross looking no i'm good that is a great opening to the movie though oh it's terrific like it was holy shit that i mean okay Uh, i like this movie it's pretty damn good i I I come down uh, oh no, real right. quick on that opening. Just the tension mm-hmm. of that opening scene in the theater. Yeah. Uh, uh, immense seeing it and nobody knowing exactly what's, what's going to happen next. <laughs> and then boom, rubber Splat. band on the, on, the, on the floor. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I, so I, at the end of the day, Halloween ends. I think I come down on, I don't think it's good, but I enjoyed myself during it. I respect what they're going for, but I don't think they pull it off a lot of the times. And I think it's just a lot of just structural issues. I feel like we spend way too much time building up to stuff and then no time actually paying it off. Like, by the time Corey really takes over as a character, the movie's, like, almost over. This should have been been Halloween 2018. I... I actually I think you should have done me, Corey first. I think the truly she should have been Halloween 2018, Corey in Halloween Kills, and then the Halloween Kills like Evil Dies Tonight Squad in the third film, grafted with the Laurie end. Because everything here because is so so fast. Uh, I don't believe that uh, what's her name would fall in love with this kid so fast. Allison. I, Allison I, is my big. Like at the end of the movie, Herbal. where he's where she's like screaming at her at her God her grandmother because yeah. that's something that she calls her that I'd even call out in twenty eighteen, which is fucking weird. Don't do that. It's weird. Uh, what, what's weird about grandmother? Just the way she says it, like all the time. Like, did you call grandmother? I need to call grandmother. <laughs> oh, like uh, okay. no, no one speaks like that. Uh, uh, but no. When she's at the end and she's like, oh, my God, you killed this man I have loved forever for three days. Yeah. Um, I, okay, get over it. Allison is my big hurdle to enjoying this movie because I don't think she ever gels as an actual character and I don't buy any of her decisions here. There are moments where it feels like maybe they want to explore that the darkness is inside of her, too, and that Corey's going to, like, infect her the way that Michael infected Corey, but then they don't really go anywhere with it. It's weird. Ends the movie feeling very much like a device in Corey's story, which for the ostensible female lead of your trilogy next to Jamie Lee Curtis isn't a great look. Um, But Corey is so fun and so funny, and I I love his evolution. I just wish it happened faster. Like, if Corey had been in scarecrow mode by the end of Act 1, and then at the midpoint of the movie, he takes over as the shape. What? Scarecrow? 
Yeah, when he has the scarecrow mask and he's killing people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, that's right. I don't think I like, even noticed that. I think if he had done that by the end of Act 1 and then, you know, halfway through the movie, he's now the shape and does some stalking and stuff. I think that would work. But instead, we just get a lot of scenes where they just kind of reinforce the themes. I love when you nakedly reinforce the theme, but this movie gets almost too <laughs> nakedly reinforced. Um, I like his dad. I like the guy who plays his dad. His I dad's he, great. I love him. I, I love him. But moment to moment, I loved every... I enjoyed every moment of the movie. I just don't know if it all pieces together well. Um, I don't like the final confrontation between Laurie and the shape either. It's so small. It all takes place in the kitchen. And she, like, slowly cuts his... Like, I don't know. It was dope. I love that part. H2O's axe decapitation is such a high that anything other than that... You really can't top that. Yeah. So they, you know, grind him up into a pot. I, I, I do and love the grind. All, and they all drank his blood. It was, it was great. <laughs> as soon as Did they showed that machine, that I was waiting for someone to go into it. You guys didn't see that scene at all? <laughs> I guess I watched a different version. It's the director's uh, cut. Watch the producer's yeah. cut. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Marcelo, where do you, uh, where do you, where do you think about Halloween ends? <clears throat> okay, so I gave my initial thoughts on the previously mentioned. Uh, uh, podcast uh, Halloween H four O with Brandon and Zach, um, but since then I've seen it two more times. So I've seen it three times. Jesus, total. Um, <laughs> good just lord! To, just to affirm my thoughts on it, and I can't say I do uh, think it's good going on. Great, okay. Um, I I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I I think I'm going to like it a lot more the next time I watch it. Yeah, see, that's the thing, like. I had qualms about certain things about like Allison and her character. I agree with like the the, the point you, you you made. I don't like that by the end it just became like rushed. It's like oh he's dead. Okay bye. It's like I kind of wanted more. Do it like a redemption arc. Do something else with Allison rather than sort of like dump her and then quickly bring her back for the the final final like don't do this grandmother uh, grandmother (laughs) (laughs) uh i thought there was i uh, keep going marcelo sorry no 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 Uh, uh, but then also um i know i do love the cory stuff and the cory stuff does remind me of like season of the witch because it's just so oddball like anthology it's like okay let's have this guy be possessed by uh, 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 evil and have him be the killer alongside this other killer. <laughs> and then he, great. and then it turns into like kind of Hellraiser because he needs to like feed Michael bodies in order for yeah, Michael exactly. to get power again. When it's, it's after the movie weird. ended, yeah, after after the movie ended, I uh, uh, I turned to my friend and I go, okay, there's a there's a movie on the tip of my tongue that this movie reminds me of. The Hellraiser three. <laughs> Hellraiser three, but also it's like okay, a killer. Uh, uh, this this kid feeds a killer or something, and my friend goes, "Oh, like Little Shop of Horrors." It's like, oh, that's right, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And also, Chris, yeah. And also, and also, Christine also falls into yes, that too. Where yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's like this kid becomes a sex pot because he has like an evil yes. friend, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I I love that shit. I love that this is in the middle of this movie that we all expected to be whatever it was we were expecting it just it just was not what i was expecting at the time and i was just i'm glad it, i'm glad it's ha- not what everyone was expecting yeah uh, the fact that people are upset that it wasn't a fucking two-hour showdown between laurie and michael get over yourselves you're not gonna let's do that. be real though that would have ruled <laughs> yeah, yeah, i just want to sustain 90 minutes of that 
I think you could, and I of, think it would be really... senior citizens fighting. If they I'm had good. made the raid, but with Jamie Lee Curtis and the shape... Oh, my like, God. I'm just like, I like <laughs> what the movie the is, movie. but um, I'm just like, that would also be a big swing to have a Michael Myers movie where Michael Myers doesn't kill anyone. It's just 90 minutes of him trying to kill Laurie and Laurie trying to survive. But I like, I like the ending here. I really like the really cute... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Will Patton thing at the end. Yes. I got you vegetables. I got you some groceries. Can I cook for See, you? Like, I think that's cute. I love God it when... damn it. I love it when cute old people flirt. Yeah. And uh, it, they I love it them. off really well. Also, how is that woman alive? The the one oh, who that was one. In, yeah. in the wheelchair. Yeah. You... Shut up. Don't bring that character back. You're dead <laughs> as hell. You had a I, glass bottle in your throat. It's... Stop it's part it. of this tradition where Hannafield apparently has the best doctors in the world <laughs> where they can save, you know, Patton's character and like her character yeah, too. Apparently. It's like people who got stabbed in the neck thought dead. Oh, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not fine, fine, but they're alive. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I, I like the myriad endings and uh, I like it. No, I, I thought it was I, pretty I, good. I think this movie is at its I, best when it's the 13th Halloween movie and it's just trying to do... Hey, we're making the 13th Halloween movie. Let's tell a story. And I think it's at its worst when it's trying to be a trilogy capper. Like, I don't know. I feel like Laurie versus Michael feels so tacked on to the story that they told that I don't see the relationship between those two. And honestly, I would have been happy if the climax of this had just been Corey. That's that's fair, because like I thought that a Corey versus Laurie, and I hate... I do love hate that their names rhyme. Whatever. Corey Laurie. <laughs> I, I love the name Corey. That man is the most Corey I've ever seen in he my is. entire life. He's, He's such Corey. a fucking Corey. Jesus. But I, I, I would have loved it if they just had it be, uh, you know, fake Myers Corey versus Laurie. Because, like, yep. those scenes with them, them together... And and also like right before he stabs himself in the neck, like all oh, that is fantastic, right? And I do like the final confrontation between her and Myers, but I agree it's like, you know, after mm-hmm. even after twenty eighteen, even after H two O, it's like what are you gonna do to top those endings? Like Meat Grinder. And Meat Grinder. Eventually Meat Grinder, <laughs> sure. But that final fight I have my problems with it. If she had it's thrown it's him fine. into it's the meat fine. grinder while they were fighting, that would be one thing. <laughs> That, yeah, that Slice and cool. dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. All right. That's that's Halloween's. We've we've covered them all. We talked all thirteen. It. We did it, y'all. Um, our time limits. But on some before of these. and uh, on quite a few, actually. Uh, let's get into our rankings, and then we will oh, say yeah. goodbye. Uh, Marcelo, let's hit us up with your rankings, Marcelo. Guest first. You're the guest. Okay. You get to go first. <laughs> So from thirteen to one, is that oh, right? Going, okay. Yeah. Oh, let's okay. Start oh, from okay. No, let's, so start yeah, let's the best do that because we all have the same best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you want me to just go in order from one to thirteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number one, Halloween, of course, nineteen seventy-eight Halloween. Number two, hey, season of the witch. I do love that weird movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then here's the controversial part. Three, Halloween kills. <laughs> Four. Halloween ends. <laughs> Five. Halloween 2018. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Six. Halloween 2. Uh, not Zombies Halloween 2, but the, the 1981. Fucking Halloween series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And then after that, number seven, H2O. Okay, I do like that movie. Uh, then number eight, Halloween 4. Number nine, Halloween 6. Number 10, Halloween 5. So the Thorn trilogy is right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom three, Resurrection 11. And then the two zombie movies, Halloween 2, Zombie is 12. And then Halloween 1, Zombie is 13. But again, just to remind you all, I do like them all. Uh, I will not kick any any of them out of bed. I uh, I do enjoy all the ha- Halloween movies. <laughs> there is no Jason goes to hell here. <laughs> hey, in my that's eyes, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great, Marcel. We all have very different rankings, and I love that about that, and I love that about us. We're all deranged. So very for me, different. I've got the original Halloween in the top spot. Number two is Halloween H two O. Number yeah, three, nice. Marcelo. Here we are, linked at last. Halloween Kills is my number three. Hell yeah. Number four is Halloween 4. <laughs> number five is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Number six is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Seven is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Number eight is Halloween Ends. Number nine, controversially, Halloween 2, the uh, original. Um, number 10, Halloween 2018. And then the three bottom ones, I could literally just like flip a coin and they could go in any order but right now i have them as five resurrection six but if we're talking producers cut i would put producers cut ahead of five and behind 2018 okay and matt how about you what is your oh boy Uh here we go (laughs) we have halloween kills in first place i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding no (laughs) It was all a ruse, guys. It was all a ruse, guys. No, uh, it's Halloween 1978. Uh, number two, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Uh, number three, Halloween 3. Number four, Halloween 2. Uh, number five, Halloween H2O, 20 years later. They really should have given it a different title. Uh, number six, Halloween 4. Uh, Halloween, uh, wait, number seven. God, this is a confusing thing to read. Number seven, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, number eight, Halloween H four O, twenty eighteen. Uh, number nine, Halloween: The Producer's Cut of Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> number ten, Halloween Ends. Uh, number eleven, Halloween Five. And then you guys would probably know my last two. It's number twelve, Halloween Kills, and number thirteen, It Which Shall Not Be Named. <laughs> never resurrected. <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you so much for spending this Halloween season together listening it's, to us. It's been spooky. It has been spooky. Um, Marcella, thanks so much for joining us. I'll thank steal you this from for Matt. Having me. Where can the good people of the internet find you, Marcello? Well, surprisingly enough, I'm over at Talk Film Society. Hey. Hey. I'm- <laughs> uh, this month I've been on a lot of podcasts apparently uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was on I'm going to run some of them down as mentioned before I was on the Halloween H4O uh, uh, episode covering Halloween Ends where I talk uh, over an hour about that movie so if you enjoyed my five minutes here uh, listen to that I was also on the Mike Sh- I was on Mike Schindler's Kevin Smith show on Talk Film Society me too uh, <laughs> And yeah, uh, 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 I talked about Clerks 3 with Marcus. Uh, Matt, I don't know what movie you talked about. I was on the uh, Jay and Saw Bob Strike Back. 
That's right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, check out that series. Fun time. And, yeah, Stephen Destroy, the Steven Seagal podcast on Talk From Society, had me on <laughs> to talk about uh, Machete. So that's uh, that'll be out by this uh, by the time this is out. But but yeah, check me out at Talk From Society. Oh, and also check out patreon.com slash talkfromsociety for bonus stuff and to support us. That is all. And thank you guys for being on the network. I mean, monsters never die. Uh, uh, still going strong. Still glad you guys are, 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 are at it. So yeah, this is thanks, guys. three years for us. I think we. Started. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, 2020, 2021, and 2022. So uh, thank you all for listening for all these many years. This started originally just as something we thought was a mini thing. Last seven weeks. Yeah, and, and I gotta say, I gotta say uh, to everyone who comes up to me in real life and says, "Hey, I like the show." Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> I would say that, but nobody's ever done that for me. So if you listen to the show and you see me in public, come up and tell me that so I can finally say that in real life. Uh, as for me, uh, you can find me everywhere at the Real Matt C. Uh, I also recently guested on a podcast. I was on my friend uh, Chris Michael Smith's show in a place like this, and he is doing a, a special soup, uh, spooky season series. And we got together to talk about our favorite horror comedies. So oh. that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we talked to the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Beetlejuice, stuff like that. A lot of good stuff uh, going on on that episode. So check it out wherever podcasts are available and heard <laughs> Jacob well, um, you can find me online <laughs> at Jake I realized I didn't do me we normally <laughs> did this all out of order um, you can find me online at Jacob underscore DeNoble that's on Twitter and Letterboxd cool and thank you again for uh, listening to us like we said this is three years going and we'll be back next month with who knows what I'll be a married man and we will have a great time. But, Matt, until next time, what should people do? And keep watching. And, right? And no? Stay spooky. And stay spooky. That's it. I was, <laughs> was going to say that. Don't you say stay spooky? <laughs> Ghosts, goblins, and monsters galore. I don't even want to trick or treat no more. Some of the scariest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean. It's Halloween. Ghosts. Goblins and monsters galore I don't even want to trick or treat no more Some of the scariest things I've ever seen You know what I mean It's Halloween It was October 31st Me and Mike had walked 10 miles And we were dying of thirst Then all of a sudden we remembered about the curse It was the curse of the Birmingham hearse On this very night 20 years ago, a big black hearse went spinning off the road. For no good reason, it blew all four tires. And guess who was inside it? Mike Myers. We heard stories, but we knew they weren't true about the boy who went missing. They only found his shoes. Scary, but it never happened to us. We weren't afraid, we were way too tough. But then we heard a noise, and then a creepy voice. Was it a monster? Was it James and his boys? Then Mike Myers came busting out the bush. We got up on the back. I screamed, push, Mike, push. Ghosts, goblins, and monsters galore. I don't even want to trick or treat no more. Some of the scariest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean. It's Halloween. Ghosts, goblins, and monsters galore. I don't even want to trick or treat no more.
trick or treat no more.